0: I, I, did that, I did that. I did that for years. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say people have been doing that. <laughs> when, I,
1: when I get my uh, my hurdy gurdy, I'm gonna bring that to. The what bar is that? It. It's a it's a wind up instrument with keys.
0: Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. What you're gonna bring it where?
1: To the bar and what? alert the the barkeep that I require the more drink.
0: Keep? You See, might. Was, you you know, will back... probably get denied. No. For that.
1: <laughs> I will play a jaunty tune on my hurdy gurdy.
0: <laughs> you are the weirdest person I know. <laughs>
2: I would get you a drink and get her in and get her out. Yeah, get her a drink and get her out of here.
0: Yeah, give her a slow gin fizz and tell her to hit the door. <laughs> do you really have a? Do you have a hurdy gurdy? No,
1: but I'm in the market for one. So if anybody knows where, you're I you're the get only
0: one person I've ever heard. Hey, under, I'm in the market without, for a hurdy gurdy. I'm
1: willing to spend up to on a thousand dollars. Are you shitting me? No, because all the ones that I'm finding are for between a wind up seven, keyboard with three and seven three three thousand to seven thousand dollars.
0: Do you want me to just get you a keytar?
1: I don't want a keytar. A keytar. I want a hurdy gurdy.
0: I mean, do you literally like? Wind it and then and yeah, then it, it just and, and it's like
1: no it's so, it's somewhat it. similar to a um like a barrel organ but it's more complex than a barrel organ. What
0: what's a barrel organ? Oh my God. And it's like and it plays like pre-tabbed music or something, Basically, doesn't it? But
1: the hurdy gurdy has keys, so you can grind, you can wind it up and play it.
0: What would you play? I don't know. Like, would you like like drop into some Zeppelin? Possibly. Like, no, 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 give no. It a try. But what does the hurdy-gurdy sound like? Does it sound like, like, like a dying goose or something?
1: No. I could pull up, like, It's,
0: like, ha, 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 ha.
1: It's, it's, I'm going to find a video.
0: No. Let's just start the podcast so I don't have to worry about hurdy-gurdies.
2: If you could find something to sample and you could open the podcast with um,
0: a hurdy-gurdy? Yeah,
2: because I'm, I'm interested to. to...
0: You don't you don't want you're gonna walk into a bar with that thing
1: yeah
3: Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 45. We're coming to you from the stud at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Mark. I got 258.
1: <laughs> I'm Lauren. Uh I still haven't seen Star Wars.
0: <sighs> Hiss boom.
3: Disappointed.
0: And oh it usually i you you continue. We're not I'm not gonna break your balls about it yet. About you not seeing Star Wars. You're, I, you're waiting for a very good reason uh, Yes You're waiting to go with your father I
1: want to see it with my father That's and fine And each time we go They only want to see this in the first three seats After what, 10 o'clock And we're going to fall asleep if we do that
0: What if in the midst of it He looks at you and he's like Lauren, I'm not your father <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I And that's
0: that, why he's waiting to go with you He hasn't found a good way to tell you yet
1: I don't think that that's possible <laughs> <laughs> I'm so absolutely my father's so, daughter
0: <laughs> your, real ch- your real dad is Yo-Yo Ma because you're very musical and intelligent, and if it was you a say compliment. My dad is not? No, I've never met him, so I have no basis to say this except to be an ass.
1: You'd like Papa Q.
0: I want to meet Papa Q. I want to meet Mama Q too.
1: She'll cook for you. I'll eat it. You better, because you never eat my food.
0: You always bring strange shit. You're like, oh, here's a tub of guacamole.
1: I never brought you guacamole. Yes, you did. No, I did not. It was
0: like a month ago. You're like, here, I brought guacamole, and I'm like, uh.
3: How is that strange shit?
0: Because I think avocados are—it's—it's the the bastard fruit of the, the world. It's disgusting. That's harsh. It looks like it's like Play-Doh. It's disgusting. All right, and we're here with,
3: (laughs) (laughs) we're here with uh, Casey Thomas and uh, Manny uh, Mandy Pennington. Uh, where your name's totally different now. I know. Is that weird?
4: It is super weird, (laughs) but also really cool.
3: Uh, Kay- Casey is uh, the director of uh, Hamlet at uh, the Scranton Cultural Center, and uh, Mandy is the uh, supervising producer and also an ensemble cast member. So, uh, welcome. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having Thank
4: us.
0: You. Thanks for being
3: here. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. And then I want to find
0: out if I if I think what supervising producer really means, which is to make sure Connor O'Brien is where he needs to be it's, when he <laughs> it's,
2: has it's proving to be to be everything. Everything.
4: <laughs> It's a, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And we're
2: All right. eternally grateful for that, Mandy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> All right. What about the site, man? All right. Well, let's see what we got going on this week.
3: Um, WVIA is uh, hosting a preview of Mercy Street, which is an upcoming drama about the Civil War. Uh, they're going to do a uh, preview screening uh, about a week in advance of of the uh, actual uh, premiering of the show on uh, PBS. And they're also going to have uh, panel discussion and uh, Civil War reenactors there. So... If you ever want to meet those types of people and talk about oh, the civil war Those types awesome. of
0: people oh, with a
3: smirk it's, on his face it's
0: half weird and half cool yeah, it, know, well, that's
3: that's how i feel that's exactly how i feel about it because some of those people are actually really really cool and
2: some of them are like really freaky because they're still living there well there was someone who just they they looked at a, a friend of mine not too long ago and they said are you a larper and then the way they said it i was like well you know well, what if he is i mean is that is is that a a pro- and then they explained to me what it was. And I remembered being in San Diego and all these people congregating in the park and, and, and doing that thing. And it's weird. I'm sorry. There, there are people who do it. And it's this is Chuck. I, I By day, give, he does your accounting.
0: By night, he larps.
4: I give them a lot of credit because they they live it. That's awesome. That though. is true. They like, are they, committed. Have, they are very committed to it. And I, so they're basically they're like really- cartoon
0: reenactors.
3: In a way, except the cartoon is really ultra-violent or kind of a blemish on our history. Uh, but you know, LARPing? Other, than, other than that, no, no the, the Civil, Civil War. War. Oh
0: no, I'm yeah. talking about LARPing. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't talking about. I mean, both like... <laughs>
1: activities have very similar. Yeah, uh, just different costumes. Like releases, you get to play as someone else and and exist in this imaginary world on a retreat where there's lots of LARPs. different foods and <laughs> ales to drink and. Stuff. <laughs> I'm are you, talk, you really trying to look the at the War, silver
0: the, lining of LARPing?
1: Of all of it, yes.
0: And the Civil War.
1: And the <laughs> Civil War, yeah, it's gotta be an experience because they go, they they go even at night. They are still in character usually.
0: Hey, when you get your Gooby Gobby, what's it called? Hurdy Gurdy. Hurdy Gurdy. Can we record you in here playing it? Yes. Telling Civil War stories. Okay. Okay. It was a it was a it was a it was a moonlit night in eighteen something.
1: Are you serious?
0: No, I don't know when it happened. The Civil War or the Revolutionary War? (laughs) Civil War was the 1860s, wasn't it? Or the 1840s? Yeah, 1860s. Yeah, see, I'm not that stupid. I watched Lincoln. It was very bloody. I watched Gettysburg. I went
2: there. I don't think it's haunted. I was just watching the other day about a man who who thought he had a past life as a... um, as a Civil War general, it was, it was, and then they showed the picture. He bought a magazine and you saw the picture and it looked just like him, except with a beard. And, and this man is convinced that he, um, he died in the Civil War. Why is he still talking about it? is Isn't he dead? Well, no, no he's, he's, he's now, he's, alive, he's, yeah. he's now somebody else married to a different woman a hundred years later, but he is convinced that he is the reincarnated soul. See, how could there be
3: true love if there's reincarnation? I guess you have to find that same person over and over again. Yeah.
2: Wasn't that a movie? Yeah, I think it was just recently with um, Blake Lively, was it? Or <gasps> or something. Is that
4: The Age of Adeline? Yeah, there
2: you go, The Age of Adeline. Is that what it is? Like they have to keep finding the same person? You know
0: what else? It was kind of like that Jupiter. or Not Jupiter. Why would I say that? Uh, Cloud Atlas. Did you see Cloud Atlas? No, I but didn't. I heard it was very difficult to turn into a film. It was awesome. Like the first, like you, you gotta watch it with like this open mind and have the right frame of mind. I've probably watched it a dozen times right now. It's Did you read really, the book? Really good. No, I don't read books.
2: Yeah, I know. I can concur with that. I
0: yeah, replays are, always, are hard know. for me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> all right. What else happened <laughs> besides the Civil War? What else happened, Rich?
3: Well, lots of things have happened, especially since the Civil War. I think there was a World War too. Yeah, a couple.
0: Not, not the second it was a one. Great just one. Also. What was the Great War?
1: The first war.
0: Why wasn't the second one? I mean, Great is an adjective. The only reason why World
1: War Two is World War Two that just makes me think of came after the Great War.
4: It makes you think
0: of they
1: what? a lot. May I salad your fingers? fingers.
4: Your oh, I remember the oh. Great War.
2: <laughs> oh my Cuba God! To it's actually on a, the a, great war. <laughs> a list of some of the creepiest <laughs> videos online, and I didn't find that to be creepy. It was a, it was a very it was a funny video. But I enjoyed you, it. You see all these things about the deep web, which I don't understand how to get into or how people find that. Do or, you know that's
0: like that takes up like ninety percent of the real
2: estate on the internet? Is the
0: deep web? Tell us all about it, Mark.
2: What I do don't you go there. On deep web? Well, uh, how do you get like there? Time on. travel? You how fall
4: you- in. You fall in a rabbit hole. It's it's that ten o'clock at night period when you're on Wikipedia and you start googling what actor was on the ship in the movie that you just watched, and then you <laughs> yeah. click a win link and it just it just spirals out of control. Yeah, all of a sudden, oh, you're- Peter Berg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go deep webs for later. Keep going.
3: Uh, so the uh, live from the Chandelier Lobby, Lobby Series, uh, within the last few weeks, added a couple new uh, acts uh, that's at the uh, FM Kirby Center in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, there's Americana singer-songwriter uh, Jesse Terry, and also uh, Live at the Fillmore, which is a uh, Almond Brothers Band tribute. So uh, those are coming up within the next few months. Uh, we have, if, if uh, you're one of those people that likes uh, New Year's resolutions or... Uh, you know, believes in that sort of thing. Uh, there are some tips. <laughs>
2: Skeptical rich.
3: <laughs> well,
1: unresolved. You're not I, setting
2: yourself I, up for failure.
3: I set good. up. I set up goals for myself all the time. I don't. I don't necessarily say. You don't need January or, you know,
0: 1st anyway. to tell you to do it. Yeah, okay. but you
3: know, so it's, some people do. So, uh, and you, 99% of the time, it's like lose weight and exercise more. Which you know, uh, I, I have yet to ever do any of those things.
0: I so. just Netflix and buy more uh, Nutty Buddies. <laughs> That's what I do. Do they still
2: make Nutty Buddies? Absolutely. Oh I Had two God. the other night. What's I'll be right nutty back. Buddy? It's 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 a it's like a little Debbie snack, isn't it? That comes in bars with no! the or the Nutty Buddies. No, it's, it's the, the, the ice, ice cream cone. Okay, hey, yeah. So it's the ice cream cone. Both are the, the same. You know the they're not the same. But I'm thinking of that little waffly stick with the chocolate and the peanut butter and the wafers and, but the Nutty Buddy. That buddies is not a Nutty Buddy. It's a, it's an ice cream.
1: You never had a Nutty Buddy? I don't eat ice cream
0: because of what they do to animals.
1: <laughs> what do they do to animals I
2: don't know I was just trying to think of something they milk them hmm.
1: are you That's lactose re- intolerant? I'm lactose sensitive
2: oh I, I say lactose impatient. Yeah,
1: hmm.
2: I love a milkshake I just can't have an ice cream cone right I can agree with that can you a, have a milkshake?
1: if I take a pill first well why don't you take the pill I usually do.
0: And then have a nutty buddy.
4: I don't want a nutty buddy. It's It'll change it's not, your life, it Lauren. No, I don't it'll change even, your no, life.
0: Even away. if it gives you IBS, it'll change your life. Are you
4: going to eat the cheese that you're going to make with oh, your yeah, cheese? Oh, yeah, I'm going to eat kit? the
0: cheese. How can you say you can eat the cheese but not the nutty buddy? I
4: love cheese. You you cheese, I
0: love cheese. I, have you ever had a nutty buddy? No. Then how do you know that you will not need, love the nutty buddy? I don't buddy? need
1: to know that I'm going to love a nutty buddy because I don't already have it in my life, so I'm not missing anything.
0: Mm. You're missing this. Mm.
1: Mark, it's cheese. I would rather I love cheese. cheese. Also, I think it's on a different plane, though. It's on a different plane than the nutty. It's buddy.
0: Both a comfort. I'm also
1: not going to make a nutty buddy.
0: You don't need to. You can get them at a gas station.
2: <laughs> They're delicious. You're
1: not selling me on this.
2: You leave them out for about five to six minutes. So I you feel can eat it right. Partly responsible for this tangent. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I get real angry about shit lately.
1: What else is going on this site? <laughs>
2: We'll have uh, photos from
3: our uh, past uh, youth Seen open mics, which our next one is at Adesso in Scranton uh, next Wednesday. Um, How are those going? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. We we get a, a steady turnout, and it's it's cool to see uh, you know what the kids uh, you know bring to the table. You know, there's the it, it's something different every time. A lot of poets actually.
0: Well, hmm. Good because I think Katie's doing it right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what be. she's looking for. Well, right? yeah, she's the best.
3: Continue. Uh we have a movie review of uh The Big Short. Have you seen that yet? I want to. It looks good. Yeah. Uh he 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 rated it a uh, 4 out of 5. We so. got to get him on. Who's he? Uh Joe the Emmons, uh, uh oh. our, one of our new movie reviewers. But yeah, he, the only
0: thing we we ever review is Star Wars.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's all that's all we really want to talk oh, yeah, about. Yeah, that
0: or Paul Sorvino
2: failures. That's yes, what we talk about. That's pretty much fun. Yeah, I heard nothing but wonderful things about that. That was a great film. I heard, Casey, I'm telling you, it's I heard, heard it was a great film, deliciously delicious.
0: I it was what, amazing. We,
3: we 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 talked about it for what, like two hours at least. That still wasn't enough time. No,
0: I did listen to cover I that. that. that I did listen. Oh, to that so goddamn good. I remember now. I'm gonna break in. I'm gonna be in the library to get a copy of that.
1: Oh, I forgot. We can go to the library to see that.
0: I was telling last week they ran an article. Well, it was basically a headline. Do you know how many people have have watched it at the at no. the library? Zero. What? No one has gone in.
1: Okay, you know what we're doing tomorrow?
0: Sitting at the library yeah. watching Trouble with Callie? I think so.
1: So good, Lauren. You want to go? Huh? Yeah. Um,
0: if, if we'll talk know. about it. We right. gotta
1: finish the thing anyway. <laughs> the my didgeridoo that done. Lauren just bought. I have a yeah. didgeridoo. Oh
0: my god! Move on. <laughs> What's next? God damn it. <laughs>
3: Uh, the NEPA uh, musical mixer, which uh, is a regular event they do at the Irish Wolf Pub. Uh, the next one is on uh, January second. The idea of these is uh, to mix a couple different genres that normally wouldn't play together at all. So there's you know electronic music, rap music, uh, acoustic music, all different kinds of stuff, uh, all in one place. So that that'll be January second. Uh, the details are on the website. And uh, well, let's let's go to let's go to Hamlet. Let's talk about Hamlet. Uh, the I wish I had a skull to hold in my hands. But I. well it really is the only way to talk about
2: Shakespeare, I would. Yes, think. absolutely.
4: You could hold your Darth Vader hat.
2: No, it's holding my headphones on. If you do find skull, sc- I mean we're still on the market for a couple skulls actually. The, the <laughs> well, no, really, because for the most part they're they're always surprisingly cheesy looking. So when you when you get up close, it's like, Oh, we can't use that shit. It looks like a it's it's you know some it's, styro it's Spencer's Well, yeah, yeah, you know, so I think we have two as of right now that'll work how many more do you need i think just one or two more enough to throw around literally just enough to to be able to throw some skulls around and i, I might be able to we'll so talk if, after this All if right. anyone would
3: like to donate their skull uh come to this
2: just not styrofoam center. no no yeah, yeah. it doesn't hold no no their the actual skull
0: yeah that's like an emo kids flower pot like that's <laughs> the styrofoam ones i don't like my parents but this plastic flower is amazing i don't put it in my skull
4: Speaking of emo, has anybody seen the emo Kylo Ren? Yes. Round? How yes. good is that?
0: <laughs> it's so good. I don't think he's emo though, it, Lauren. It has nothing to do with spoilers of the movie. Okay. It's just him being emo. <laughs> it's just Adam Driver.
1: <laughs> I told you my, my my Kylo Ren story from Walmart, right? No. When I thought that the I thought they made a pillow no, I'm happy we're... with my name on it because they I made a what excited, a pillow with my name on it the, the way my dad spells my name because my dad spells my name L-O-R-E-N. So I saw I was in Walmart, and I got excited because I I saw a pillow across the way, and it just said Lo Ren. I'm like, oh my God, they made a pillow with my name on it. So I walk up to it, and then I see Kylo Ren. I'm like, oh. Oh, well. Was it stitched? No. It was, like, printed.
0: Oh, we'll just cut that shit off.
1: It's a body pillow, though. That would be weird. We'll cut
0: the KY and the...
1: Like, sew it up and
0: stuff. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) We'll cut off that Kai, I mean.
1: The Kai and... (laughs) But then it gave me an idea for a uh, a, Halloween a new musical costume.
0: instrument. Oh, a Halloween costume. A Halloween costume. Are you going to be Loren?
1: Kai Loren. Kai Lauren. I'll be. It'll be like my Lady Gaga metal mashup video. Oh my god! Costume. I did a Lady Gaga metal mashup costume once. That sounds awesome. I'll do. A or Kai fucking Lauren. strange. No, it's it was awesome. No, it's very the theatrical. Shoes.
2: Speaking of theater, did you like that? Did you like that segue there? <laughs> <laughs> that worked really well. Oh, I'm a pro. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so Denmark.
2: Oh, what about it? We are knee deep in Denmark. Yeah, we're... we're um,
4: Chilling at Elsinore.
2: Yeah, we've been wow. about two months into this. How did this it come endeavor. about? Uh, Mr. Connor O'Brien and I were throwing around ideas about what the Vintages' next big project was going to be. And you know Connor. I mean, he's he's got so many irons and different fires and it's very difficult to wrangle him so after throwing about several different ideas he brought up hamlet and trying to modernize it he had some ideas about it and i said that's it that's what we're gonna do he had fringe festival going on and and you know a whole bunch of other things you know going on at that time so i said we have to focus on that that's what it's going to be so from that moment on we just sort of spitballed it until we until we came up with something that was workable and then uh we just kept at it. That was the, that was the big thing. Was keeping Connor O'Brien focused on this as <laughs> as the project that we were going to do. So when
0: did the idea come up? Like
2: July, August? Um, uh, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, probably around in in the summertime. I think he and I started to discuss it, and uh, and then I, I believe he started to work on the script in between, you know, running the Fringe Festival and all of that. So yeah, some at some point in the summer was when the uh, the light bulb, you know, turned on. Did you guys write the script together? No. No, no, he he did it. Um, no, I'm always wondering what it's like to write with Connor. I have yet to or even do like it. give notes. I mean, I've I've well, that that's very easy. <laughs> when I mean? have a, a good a good enough relationship where we could have that back and forth, but he took a pass at the script. He whittled it down, to, you know, because to be perfectly honest, I hadn't seen or read Hamlet since I was a freshman in high school. So I didn't know that from Adam. And then we had the uh we cast the show. And the night of the table read, he handed me the script. And, oh, that's, uh,
0: that's, 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 that's very, well, you know, he, to Connor. Yeah, yeah. that
2: is, you know, and I, <laughs> well, hear we might need this. And I figured, <laughs> you know, knowing him as well as I do, that that was part for the course. But then there was a, 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 post-it attached to it that said, please cut another 50 or 60 pages from the script. What? I just, I just looked at him like, you're
4: out of your fucking mind.
2: You gotta be crazy.
4: It is so long.
2: It's a four Ham- hour play. Hamlet
4: is a mm-hmm. really long show.
2: It's, it's five five acts you know several scenes per act so then during the whole process of, of you know getting the cast acquainted with their characters and trying to figure out the aesthetics and and all that for the show I took a second pass at it and cut it down even more and modernized the language a little bit took some opportunities to um, to soften it and looked at some scholarly translations and picked and plucked certain things from that just to um just to make it more accessible to people, that's all. You know, I'm sure there are going to be some some people who know the text in the audience. Who are you know, going to be just On destroyed. the edge of their seat, for sure. Yeah, of course. We
4: took some liberties, but I think those liberties are going to pay off. Oh,
2: yeah. Nothing that... um, nothing that you, I was very careful about it because I, I knew that it was almost sacrilege what I was doing. I felt really... Uh, I felt pretentious doing it you know not rewriting shakespeare but thinking like oh yeah well this will sound better like this or we could get rid of that or you yeah know, but you so. got to play for your audience too and it's not the sure. 1500s also, no you
1: also have to think about how shakespeare worked in the first place he invented half of the modern works that we already have so. right
2: well and not only that but 90 percent of the references that he makes are dead you right. know so getting rid of those and just Like hurdy-gurdy? Does he say hurdy-gurdy? No, but he (laughs) did invent the term eyeball.
1: And elbow.
2: Eyeball? Eyeball, yeah. I I forget which... What was it called before that? It wasn't. Yeah.
1: There was no word for eyeball or elbow, but he wanted to describe it in words, so he gave it a name.
2: And those certainly are not the only two. I mean, No, there's
1: thousands of words that he invented to explain things. What?
0: Yeah. There was no word for eyeball before Shakespeare? Correct. Or elbow?
1: Elbow. He named it that because it makes the shape of an L.
0: Where does
2: bow come in?
1: It bows. What?
2: <sighs> For those of you that can't see, she just she, made a, a levering motion I'm flexing with her arm. my elbow. Or, or is it levering? It's levering.
1: <laughs> it goes into... Lauren, directions. don't do
0: that. I don't know why you did that. Your arms just look like the current of the ocean. That was so weird. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> we found out, Marquis. Please. I, like, I, literally, like, I felt... The lunch from yesterday. Go, "Ah." don't do it. Stop. Are you double jointed? Stop doing that. (laughs) It's it's not doctor recommended. So how did you get involved?
4: (laughs) Well, I auditioned. I auditioned, and uh, I got cast in the ensemble, which I'm super excited about. I get to get to play three different people, which is super cool. Really? Yeah who so i start off the show as francisco literally
2: you start the show off
4: literally i am the only one on stage (laughs) for a moment um is
0: that horrifying or it hasn't happened yet so you have no idea well
4: i'm not myself so it's never horrifying i'm always playing somebody else
0: yeah but even if you're up there doing something isn't that
1: that's
2: why i never do karaoke
4: mark can't (laughs) fathom the idea of
1: being a performer on a stage
2: alone well mm-hmm. we're gonna get mandy real drunk before
4: uh-huh. mandy,
2: so she'll <laughs> so
4: be... you mean you're gonna give me one beer
2: whatever it takes it's <laughs> just it's a, no he's getting one zima that's what you're getting <laughs> oh and we'll throw a Jolly rancher i'm gonna in smell
4: for you. a wine cooler <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh uh- is this bartles and huh <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> get up there kid yeah, so I... you start the show you come out
4: yeah i'm uh i'm one of the watchmen of denmark and then uh you know, I kind of I go off and then I come back again probably about you know midway through the show as uh the first player which I get a really nice cameo bit where I get to make people laugh and be really over the top and uh then I come back at the end to judge a uh, a fight which is cool
0: <laughs> Like Joe Rogan
4: <laughs> Except I got got I had a pretty badass name, Osric. Osric? Osric. Yeah.
0: Right. All right, so wait, how did you how did you go from cast to the elevated position of supervising producer.
4: Well, I like spreadsheets. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: like, like truthfully, I think it was almost by design to. Well, Mandy, you know, I, I want you in the show because I love you and I love the way. You, but that is her. Her, she is incredible when it comes to that stuff, unparalleled. So. And is that is that because people like us are just absolute mental cases? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the type A and type B, and you you can't. You can't be both. And, I mean, Mandy just has a a strong skill set. That's all I'm going to say. You're
4: going to make me choke up.
2: Well, you should. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Your skill set is unparalleled. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So, for for those who don't know, basically me, what is the, besides the Mel Gibson movie, what's the the story of Hamlet?
4: Well, uh, Hamlet is the prince of Denmark, and his dad just died which is a real bummer. And he is just coming back from school, trying to make sense of this craziness. Um, and his mom has remarried his uncle. So he's got a lot on his plate and he's just trying to make sense of it all. And So he
0: walks into that. He's like, hey, yeah. I'm home from, from Hogwarts. Pretty what much? happened to dad? And why are you with
2: uncle?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's about it. And then, and then his dad comes back as a ghost and is haunting Elsinore saying, man... Shit went down. It yeah, wasn't cool.
2: Something wasn't right. Rotten uh, in Denmark, of course. Yep, that's where that's where it comes from. Then yeah. his his father sort of, as a, as a ghost, sort of sets everything into motion and plants that revenge seed in Hamlet's head, and and uh, and madness ensues because of that. Hamlet feels obligated to sort of um, to sort of revenge his father's death, and and uh, yeah, and everyone. Everyone behind him in, in, in this scenario, you know, assumes that he's gone crazy, but of course he has this whole plot in his head and, and uh, it's it's the grand styling of Shakespeare, everything goes awry because of that. And in the end, you know, well, I don't want to spoil it for the I mean it's it's tough. I mean, you'd think everyone knows Hamlet, but for those of you that don't know it, you know, come and find out yeah I, I mean, it's an intense story. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It
4: goes from zero to a hundred real fast.
2: And then you start to see the the parallels between Hamlet and and things, you know, like the Lion King, for instance. Mm-hmm. I think it was at some point during rehearsal where I told the, the young man playing Claudius, I said, you know, try try thinking of it uh, like a Disney character or a Disney villain. And then we brought up, uh, I, I brought up Scar from the Lion King. And it was only that moment that mm-hmm. I realized it actually was based on, on hamlet or you know a good portion of it so or like you know not to get off subject but clueless um was uh (laughs) what was that based off of shut up mark shut up Um, my
0: doctor
3: says i'm not allowed to have
0: anything
2: thrown at my face well there goes your social life yeah yeah the balls fly at my nose what was it it was emma that's what it was um but that's Jane Austen. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Can we edit that out?
4: All about classic no
2: <laughs> No, this is Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. You're, you make mistakes and the it's, world sees it. It's the same thing. I mean, <laughs> you, you come to find out that, you know, it's still relevant today and it's it's the same old story over and over again, only it is the origin. It's the original. Um. But yeah.
4: It has so great characters. It I It does. That's, that's well, what how big is the cast?
2: Four, 14? 14? Well, it's. I think we have 14 people playing seventeen or eighteen characters. We have a couple people double cast. Um which I get that's typically done quite a bit. Uh it's it's a lot of fun having you know someone like Mandy running around with different outfits playing different characters and having to just have the audience accept well, I was, that I
0: was just listening to a podcast. Nerdist did a podcast with Dumhall Gleason, Hucks. Um and his dad is Brendan Gleason. Oh I love him. Oh yeah, that's his dad. And his brother's an actor too but he said that they just, every year they'll do a play, all the three of them together in Ireland. And he said that this year, whatever play they did, he had to play all the female roles too. Mm. So it's not like unheard of to, you know, in the theater world to be playing oh, no, you no, know, no, multiple no. roles. And I think... Yeah, it's part of the charm. Actually, I think when Shakespeare did his stuff, there was no was female all characters. Right? Yeah. No, it was all men men played. Male. There's no female Women. actors, I yeah. mean. It was all men, right? Mm-hmm. So wh- how, does, how does this all come together? Like, in other words, like, you know when you nail Connors fins to the floor, right. And then he starts to do stuff and then you, you get a script. And then how does like the casting process go like blocking, organizing everything? Cause I, don't, you know, a lot of that behind the scenes stuff i don't think people
2: really know this was the f- the first time around and i've directed several shows and i've i've been in a boatload but this is the first time that we've had a, a nice team of people that were actually you know designated to do certain things and sort of be a support system um but you know once connor and i got the idea down and he was working on the script we went ahead and held auditions we just set a date that's pretty much what it is you know and that's the way i operate best it's like Back myself into a corner. Here's the date. Here's the time. We have to be there. We have to do it. Right. Um, so we had people show up. We had a great turnout. So you know, casting it was was the first hurdle. And then once we is it hard a, to do? Um, not at this point because you know you,
0: I don't I don't mean as far as like talent wise is concerned, but I mean to to tell people. Oh, that's no,
2: no. no that's my one of my worst qualities. When they, and you're supposed to call people and tell them, you know, I'm sorry. Thank you for coming out. It was wonderful having you. And you know, come out again. I don't like to call people. Um, I only like to call the people who got the part because I figured if you don't get a call back, then you're not you, getting. Them. You didn't get the part, but that really stems from my insecurity um, with having to call my friends essentially and be like, "Listen, you weren't. You know, it's not because you weren't good or whatever. You know, it's just." So I have a problem with that, and especially with community theater, it's the right thing to do to call everybody and let them know and to th- you know thank them for for you know making an effort and wanting to participate but then i'm like no it's not that's not the way it's done you know you're just you're you're supposed to be sitting there next to the phone and when it doesn't ring then you know (laughs) you didn't get the part but that's that's very there's
0: not anybody still sitting next to their phone is there oh i'm still sitting with bated breath There might be one or two people. But Do you think it's like that moment when uh, uh, was it Billy Madison calls Steve Buscemi and he turns around and just crosses his name off the list of people to kill? When <laughs> you're like, "Hey, you got the part," and he's like, "Oh, thanks, man." No, I mean, I'm everyone will, kill
2: Casey now. Everyone will say like, "Oh, no, there's no hard feelings," but of course, there's some. It's a jagged little pill to swallow. I mean, you you everyone wants to, you know, participate in all that. But truly, everyone did a wonderful job. That's that's typically how it goes, especially with women in the area there's always an abundance of women coming out for theater and they're all fantastic and we're always searching for men just searching everywhere for men but um so yeah this time around it was particularly difficult because everyone did wonderful and yeah we had a a meeting at the last second for about an hour deliberating um in the old ritz we had a, a little office there and we were we were racking our brains a little bit but um But yeah, once that's done, then we were scrambling for, um, a place to rehearse, uh, different things like that. And then while that's going on, you get your costume designer and you, you get your, your costumes moving and you get your set ideas moving and the people building that. And you just, do you get like a production designer to, there was someone sets and shit. There was someone who was interested in doing that, but, um, no, no, no. I did. I sort of did that stuff myself, and then you 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 hand it off to people and have them take a look at it, and make sure you're doing okay. But on a smaller local scale, now you you typically design the set yourself, design the lighting scheme yourself, and and all that, and then just implement people to to uh, execute it for you. And that's so you've what like fourteen in the cast, I believe so. 14. So how many tech people are there?
4: Our production team is uh, Casey, myself, and Sarah Regan, who's yes. our assistant. Uh, Director, So it's really, it's like the three of us. And then we also brought on Carol arena to do our costuming.
2: Yes. Wonderful. Carol arena. So
4: it's, it's kind of like a small core team running the show uh, behind the scenes, which, which has been like really cool. It's been a really great experience, very collaborative. And,
2: and then uh, this is our first time with the, the Scranton cultural center who we are in partnership with for the, for the first time. And now, you know, we're starting to work with union tech people, um, which is a requirement. Lauren's <laughs> <of>, uh, first
0: <laughs> of the episode. Well, it,
2: it's, um, it is, it's uncharted territory for me in the theater world. To, um, is that weird it. and exciting at the same time?
4: It is because we're so used to like, you know, hey, the show opens tomorrow. We have to build stairs.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> but like this time around, it's it's not like that at all. I mean, no. we're we're in great shape. I mean, everything's going really smoothly. We have people who actually know how to build stairs yeah. and, and you know okay. how to do things, which is really cool.
0: <laughs> but it's, it, are you guys you guys are on like the main no the we're, cultural we're center? No, or where are you? Hall. Oh, upstairs. Yes. Yes.
4: Beautiful it's, space. It
0: is gorgeous. It's a it's is that where they used to have like the Knights Templar meetings?
4: I think it's their sanctuary. Well,
2: it looks it looks as if they did. They have the pews. Yeah, it's that like eyes wide shut them. up there. Ooh, it is. It I really like is. God. As <laughs> soon as you walk in, you you it's feel like you shouldn't so be there. Lovely. You know. You know, There's it's pretty voyeuristic. You know. Yeah. Some big world decisions were made in this room, and I. It's like you know. What, you know.
0: It's kind of like parliament. Like it kind of looks like a like a house of commons or something. It like really you're in does. There.
2: It's the perfect space to be doing Shakespeare. It really, is it lends itself nicely to the mood. So
0: when you do casting. Right, so when casting is over, and then you got to go into rehearsals and doing all the planning and stuff like that. Do you, do you, do you guys phase out like, all right, well, like we're ten weeks away from opening night. You know, the first three weeks are going to be focused on just getting the lines down, and then do you move into blocking and the, or then like what like you, or, tr- you try to? Mandy
2: built a beautiful schedule.
4: schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: and her and I sat at a Dezo and I remember telling Mandy, I said, "This is great and this is lovely, but you know, we're going to deviate from this at some point because you know, yeah. you, you just you don't foresee what's going to happen, and then eventually people's schedules shift and change, and you have to roll with the punches and things like that." But ideally, Mark, you're hundred percent right. That would be the best way to do it.
4: We try, we try, we we. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you set out with good intentions, and sure. usually in these things, it's always creative compromises, no matter what happens, right? So I'm just curious if like you actually went. This is all going to get fucked up somehow, so why do it? Or was it like, let's at least have no. a plan and then see what happens when it, it all
2: goes to hell? See, that's my my thought, and it was so nice actually having that schedule to, to, as a jumping off point, knowing it was going to get fucked up, as opposed to having <laughs> nothing and just trying to fly by the seat of your pants. You have to have some sort of and structure. And I got to
4: make spreadsheets.
2: She did. It's they like were it, you warm. know what it's like? It's like making the, It's like, it's. No matter what I you do. I understand
1: your pleasure.
0: <laughs> in any in any creative endeavor it's always like the it, it's always like the movie that was from tropic thunder I don't know if you ever saw that.
2: Oh yeah, with with uh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, it's like where everything's like going to hell. We're we, we're already a week into shooting and we're already 3 months behind schedule. Like it's like one of those things like right. I always find like no matter what happens it's always like everything went to hell.
2: Well, I mean every every show that I've been in's been the same way. It's a disaster. And then at the end like when people
0: see it they're like, "Oh, that was great." Right. And you're like, "You have no idea."
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's part of the fun of doing it is and the stress. I mean, it's but it's like a good stress. Of course, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't keep coming back to do it. Um, for free. For, for, All the time. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell them that, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> we make a living. No, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. It, but some shows are more stressful than others. But that's the nature of the beast. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. It so, helps
4: when you have a good team, though. I mean, yeah, when you're absolutely. working with great people. Uh, those really stressful moments somehow don't feel anywhere near as bad. Safety
2: in numbers, yeah. Yeah, and you need different minds to bounce as you could see mandy is the diplomatic one of the group which you absolutely have to have because then you have someone like myself who's just a cynic by nature or just you know (laughs) shits at the mouth eeyore (laughs) (laughs) well you know what it wasn't much of a play anyway no i thrive off that's all right but you know it's a bunch of different personalities in a room you shake it up and and uh
4: magic happens
2: exactly yeah we all still like. Would each you guys other. like to
0: ask a question?
2: <laughs> that would be lovely.
0: Go on, Rich. I'll let you. <laughs>
3: Now, uh, is one of the challenges of doing something like Hamlet uh, having to do it in a new way or a fresh way or, or, or breathing new life into it? Because, you know, like you said, there's going to be people who maybe ha- you know, haven't seen Hamlet before, but there's plenty of people who have or are familiar with it. Sure. So, you know, how do you please those people, but at the same time kind of give them something new to look at?
2: Well, you, ha- you have to resign one group of people. You have to focus on one because no matter what, there's going to be the people that you know are going to hate it, and there's going to be a, the, the people that you're you're striving to make like it. I think you have to, instead of splitting that up and saying, "Well, we have to please everybody," you have to just focus on one set of people. Um, but it's impossible. It's been really difficult to modernize Shakespeare. It's very hard to do because at the end of the day, you know, you're still working with that really gilded, fluffy, beautiful language. Um, but you know someone like Baz Luhrmann who did uh, Romeo and Juliet back in the '90s. Mm. Uh, he he just took Shakespeare and he transplanted it to something visually recognizable. And then of course he had a score and and, and things like that. But it, instead of swords, they had guns. But there's only so much you could do to hide the fact that you're doing Shakespeare, um, and to trick people into thinking they're they're watching something that's that's you know more recognizable. So. I'm not going to pretend like we've been you know, that we've completely ch- turned this show into something you know modern but we've we've definitely <laughs> they've turned Hamlet into a sci-fi epic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we've taken like every opportunity. Yeah. You know, with,
0: I You know what? I it, Hamlet even in it, Shakespeare just in general like even in high school like I couldn't it just didn't work for me. Oh, no, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't like if you tell me like what like the Cliff's notes to me were way more interesting than actually reading yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah, um, And then somehow it happened where I watched Julie
2: Taymor did Titus. Oh,
4: yeah. As a
0: film,
2: they've done it a couple of times around here too on stage, not too long ago. The, That's a, fi- it's a the film
0: for Titus. The film, like the Anthony Hopkins Titus, right. and what she did was is she she modernized it in a weird way where it was it was like. It was it was like Caligula meets like '50s style of dress meets. Right. It was just really like strange. Like it had it had no place
2: in time except every time. Mm. That's exactly how Hamlet is, and and people are asking, well, where does it take place? And it it's impossible to answer. It's like it's just in this universe. That's that's where it is. Yeah. it's It's not the '70s. Right. It's
4: we've taken we've taken a lot of creativity and kind of made this world that doesn't quite exist but draws from lots of different things like like cinematic elements and then there's like the costumes are freaking ridiculous and they just look awesome and like there's like military like elements so it's like there's a lot we're pulling from a lot of different places (laughs) which uh i think it makes it all the more interesting for an audience member and as a cast member i mean because you get to you get to be a character that isn't bound to let's say a typical place or time
0: yeah we need you All to right. act like a 19 year old from the 60s no we don't with there's no time or space for you to exist and you create it
2: well there I, was one rehearsal where the you know some cast members were asking well, so what is your vision what are we doing it's like, well, I, we're doing hamlet that's what i didn't want anyone to be thinking about it any other way than you know we're doing hamlet just let everything else leave that up to us you know it's it's visually different but when it comes down to it, you guys are doing Hamlet and then we'll change everything else around you. That's, you know, and that was the best way I could describe it. Even, even now I'm, you know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the aesthetic is. It just is what it is. And, um, and we're at, we're at the point now where we're about two weeks out where we're just, everything is coming together so quickly. Um, It's a blur, you know, it's, it's, it's crunch time. And, and we're at the point now where we're, where everything is coming to a crest and you know you just you you keep your fingers crossed and you just hope that it that it you know presents itself exactly how you thought it would and then you say oh that's exactly what i wanted that's exactly <laughs> what i wanted
3: yeah
2: well one thing that i thought was was
3: striking is uh the the promotional images that you guys did i thought oh, yeah. they were they were really well done really well put together
2: um is
4: Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, my husband took them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Man- Mandy's husband Brent is wonderful, wonderful. And and uh, I'm biased. And Graham Campbell oh,
4: worked on the so
2: the you know took the pictures and then brought them a step further and added the text in the you know you know.
4: So we had some awesome creative collaborators yeah. to help us with the marketing pieces. It's
2: so weird to see Connor like that. I know. <laughs> well, you know, just so you guys know, I colored in his eyebrows with an eyebrow pencil. Oh. <laughs> Because I'm like you're disappearing, Cause Connor. Stop making that face, Connor. Stop making that face. But yeah, they came out wonderful. He's got a leather jacket on, and he's you know I, that was the first time Mark that I had ever seen him like that too. He has he's you know sort of fierce in those pictures.
4: We made some magic with them. Like the photo shoot was was really fun, especially the the one photo where we have the the crown the dagger and then the cup
2: of chocolate milk
4: yes the cup was was chocolate milk because we needed something that was kind of opaque and would translate almost like blood but we're like okay so we have some we have some hot cocoa so we're gonna we're gonna use that and then (laughs) for the hands i had this like giant like black cloak just over my head and like it was weird and we fashioned the crown out of christmas decorations that's right yeah
2: well, you know, marketing is, it's a very important thing. Essentially, what you're doing is tricking people into coming and seeing your show. The <laughs> nicer you can get the pictures, you know, the nicer The more, re- the will more legit they think you yeah, are. Yeah, they're like, look at that. That's that's <laughs> professional. But yeah. they did that. You're, Brent did a phenomenal job. He
4: absolutely did.
2: Yeah, as soon as I saw him,
0: I'm like, because I didn't know you guys were doing Hamlet. And I'm like, what did Connor do? hmm because it was like his, all of a sudden, like yeah. it was his profile picture. And I'm like, what? And I'm hitting a, Connor. What? He's like, oh, we're doing Hamlet. And, yeah. we're just, and I, every time he types to me, I just hear his voice.
2: So anytime, oh, you talk, too? You too? Because yeah. He's just, a great texter and he's a great emailer because as soon as you read it, you know, it's like that fucking voice in your head, that echoey yeah. Connor voice. But you know. <laughs> We all clearly say this out of love. Oh, oh of course. He knows. No, <laughs> Connor
0: knows. Connor knows that there's, I love i think i said it in the podcast that
2: i to I a fault love him to a fault i remember yep. that because yep. i i uh i had to agree i had to nod in agreement
0: <laughs>
2: he'll he'll yep, he'll
0: he'll just facebook me out of the blue and be like hey haven't talked to you in a couple weeks and i'm like i know right and he's like yeah and then i won't hear from him for another two weeks <laughs> 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 and that's what he'll do and i'm like all right he, he sent me a, a Facebook uh, message tonight. I said, Aren't you podcasting tonight? Never answered. Don't try I thought to he call gonna... him, though. I mean, no. If you ever
2: try to call him, it's he's great on the computer because I can imagine him just sitting somewhere and just typing away like some kind of maniac. And then you try to call him and say, Hi, Rich Connor O'Brien. It's click. click.
3: <laughs> For years.
2: And his cell now. phone, none of his cell phones have a back. No, yeah. I was going to say, No, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're duct taped. Yeah, he has a battery duct. It's duct-taped. all like exposed battery <laughs> and smashed screens. We and I know he's you, not Connor. like an angry person. No. It's always just like, oh, that fell out of my coat. Either that, or he's just like the king of hand-me-downs. Everyone's like, here, Connor, you can have this. One.
4: I did give him two phones.
2: I got a new one. Oh. You
4: give him a second one. Yes.
2: <laughs> I had to be given a cell phone once by my stage when I was doing Behanding in Spokane. My stage manager had to give me a cell phone because I had broken mine. So I had a couple of hand-me-down cell phones for
0: I just, I just love the fact that Connor just like walks everywhere and can't contact get in contact with well, anybody that I, until he hits wi-fi
2: i'll be walking downtown and i'll feel him he knows this too we'll be, <laughs> we'll be you know like sitting outside of Mary's. i'm like he's close he's close and then all of a sudden he'll whip around the corner all sweaty like you know pushing his hair out of his face with his little man bag on and it's like i knew it. but we'll be we'll be downtown and he has his headphones on and he's not listening and it, it happens all the time if you if you want to Find Connor O'Brien, just walk aimlessly downtown. I have to say, that's
1: actually happened to me too. I'll go to a place, and all of a sudden, he'll just walk in. <laughs> I'd be like, "I was actually just thinking yeah. about you." Yeah. What oh, the hey. hell are you doing here? Because he I don't know.
2: Yeah. His aura, did you know, enters a room before he does. That's for sure. Oh. Does he still have that like trench coat, like that beige like <laughs> jacket that he? Was? I don't know, but he does have ri- ridiculously big headphones that are, which yeah. I'm a fan of because I have the same big. You know st- stereo headphones that I love to wear, but his are. I think they're gold. I think he has those gold. Like I don't think he realized that they were. You know, for DJs or for really. You know, gaudy jackass people, but fancy individual. You know, but he doesn't realize they're just for they're like he's for mixing at a Kardashian yeah. wedding with one. You know, you yeah, he's keep just, one on. Yeah. Just like, oh hey, no. I cool. used to do the best
0: Connor O'Brien like surprised moment, like when you said something like he doesn't he does, he doesn't agree with he does like one of those like. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, I wish everyone could see that. Yeah. Oh, like that fair. big, quick, like
0: that Velociraptor head tilt where he just goes like, and I'm like, oh, you
2: didn't agree with that, did you? He's like, no, what do you explain? Yeah, like, but it's Whoa. nice that, the, you know, people who wear their emotions on their sleeve like that, because he can't hide what, what, he's, what he's thinking or feeling, whereas someone like myself, you'll never know. <laughs> but, you, but you look right at Connor, and it's like, what? What, Connor? What is it? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing nothing yeah mm-hmm. absolutely nothing but that's it we love you connor that's it we're not we're not talking about you we're no, just he's the lead but he's like
0: one of the like you like i, I he's like he's like the brother i never wanted or needed <laughs> and didn't expect and every time
2: he's not around i miss him right he, like he's, he's that guy he's he's absolutely brilliant and and i'm forever thankful that he swept me up during pride and prejudice i Never heard of him. We we instantly became friends, and then we haven't. You know, we've been pretty inseparable since, as far as you know, work goes, and and uh, you know, staying collaborative. So yeah, uh, I feel like he gave birth to me in a way, in a weird way, like the second half of the things I've done locally were all thanks to Connor O'Brien. So <laughs> I'm sure he knows that. Now, Casey, have you done
3: Shakespeare before no, as a director? I hate Shakespeare.
2: <laughs> I don't hate Shakespeare, but if we had to do it traditionally, you know, I don't think I ever would have um, decided to do it, but I was pleasantly surprised and, and during the process I've grown to love it. Um, but if you would ask me several months ago, I'm like, get, cause I don't think people really like Shakespeare. Do you know what I mean? I think people just go to see it, to say that they did. Like what? Like to feel like better about themselves? Yeah, I think like people just do it to.
4: It's like a slow burn. It's a slow burn. You have to I think you have to see Shakespeare or read it a few times to sometimes see, but I
2: I think
0: in. Shakespeare done right is 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 very palpable oh, to yeah. a lot of people. That's yeah. why I brought up Titus cuz I didn't and it's considered like his most violent work, right?
2: Yeah, it is, But I
4: think if you like but you've had exposure to Shakespeare before you saw that movie Oh,
2: yeah, yes. and I hated it. But that's because yeah. it was always like, forced about them. it. Yeah. It was always like something you had, it was prescribed. You had yeah. to read it. You and the only thing was- I ever
0: remembered about Shakespeare besides the Mel Gibson Hamlet was that one quick
2: scene from Last Action Hero where Schwarzenegger's oh. playing Hamlet. You know like what's everything. so funny? You should say that because the <laughs> the gentleman who was playing the ghost in our show, I said, "No, I don't want someone. I don't want like a Jacob Marley, like who? I don't want to. I don't right. want a fucking ghost." The only comparison I can make, I said, "Go watch Last the Action Hero," <laughs> and Ian McKellen walks in at the end as Death. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. I said, he, I, "I want yeah. Just just watch that, and that's why I, I just want you to be quiet. <laughs> he wait, doesn't he go? He's not on my list. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. He's not on any of my lists. <laughs> yep. That's you, a great movie. Yeah, really?
0: I think but, bombed at the box office, but it's a great movie.
2: Well, Leo the Fart. That's a tough sell, you know? Leo it's the Fart. Le- SPD. <laughs> 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 was <he? laughs> what was the one line the guy has, you know? You, you turned a 180 or a 360. He's like, if I had made a 360, I would have started off I, I started. It's a 180. You know, that's what's-his-face from uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. He was... Uh, Oh my god, that's such a good movie. Uh-huh. Well, it's one of you those... know I'm the famous actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> and how about the guy who played the the axe the axe murder in that film? It's terrifying. He had that's the yellow our... slicker. And do you know who that is? Is it Ron Howard's brother? No, that's Clint <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Howard. He's even creepier. Well, yeah, he's in everything. That's but...
0: um. Oh my god, what's his name? He was in. Uh, Michael Mann did a version of Red Dragon before Silence of the Lambs called Manhunter. And Brian Cox played Hannibal Lecter I love Brian in Cox, too. He played Hannibal Lecter, and it was with William Peterson. But the guy who played, um, what was his name in Last Action Hero, the bad guy? Oh. The Blade or whatever. Yeah, the, it was something like Something that. like that, where he killed, you killed his kid. Um, Tom, his name's Tom something. Noonan. Tom Noonan. Noonan. But he played um, the Ray Fiennes part from Red Dragon in Manhunter and he was everything he does is really creepy but he's like one of those indie horror guys where like at any convention they all know him oh yeah he's like a real super sweet nice guy how do we start talking about Last Action Hero?
2: Oh yeah, because he didn't I want the of... uh, Marley. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny that because luckily the guy who played the ghost, um, Nunzio, he was the only one in the room who had seen Last Action Hero. So I thought my reference fell on you know 14 deaf years or 28 deaf years. But he's like, yeah, of course I saw Last, and he's you know Nunzio is maybe 40 some years old, maybe late 40s, and then there's a whole group of you know millennials or millennials or whatever you want to call <laughs> her. so Generation Xers that just. Completely fucking disappointed me that I had not seen Last Action Hero. Oh, dude, that's a classic. You know who wrote that? Shane Black.
1: Oh.
0: And no one knows who Shane Black. Is, I've been in they. his house. You've been in Shane Black's I've been house. In his house, yeah. Did you ever see
2: Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I worked on it. Oh. No, you didn't. I did. I was that a was sta- Shane
1: Black. I
2: was a stand-in for uh, Robert Downey Jr. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Gay Perry. Gay Perry. Yeah. I only and, you and, fuck Chutney. <laughs> I only saw it once. I, I saw bits and you pieces. You only saw it once. Yeah, I had no other reason to watch. I oh very my rarely... god,
0: it was so movie night. All right, you got to come watch that. after Hamlet's over. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, I can uh, deal with it. Absolutely that. one of my favorite films of all time. All right, moving on.
1: So on the topic of uh, casting, you've talked about the guy who's playing Hamlet's father's ghost. Who else is in the show, and why? What what do they have to do with this? The other characters, and why did you pick them for the roles that, that they have?
2: Well, we have Mr. Connor O'Brien as uh, Hamlet because essentially it's a show about selfishness. When it comes down to it, it's in my perspective, it's a show about selfishness and entitlement, which Connor just seems to exude. Uh, no. <laughs> and he was he it's it's a personal project of his I, mm-hmm. I know he really wanted to do it and he's doing a fantastic job
4: Amazing. So, so we
2: good. have Connor playing Hamlet we have um, his sister Maggie O'Brien playing Queen Gertrude mm-hmm. and of course that energy and that that uh, that familial sort of uh, chemistry they already have um, and she's doing a, a fantastic job as well. Uh, Mark Malacocchio who' was my first time working with Mark uh, he's playing Claudius uh and he came into auditions and he did a a fantastic job uh we were going to i remember uh, we were going to have Connor mcguigan actually to to play that part and things fell through Connor was doing a show in in new york city Mm -hmm. and i couldn't get out of it and i had mark come in and he's just he's been doing you know fantastic every single one of the cast members have been on their on their game as far as learning their lines and things like that. We have a uh, Kimi Rajan left and Chantel April are our Rosenkrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs>
0: Another great film.
2: Which one they are Rosenkrantz and Guildenstern, Guildenstern are, are dead. dead. Yeah, yeah.
0: love that uh, play. Yeah. And they're I mean they're they're.
4: I can't talk about
0: theater. I can talk about film.
4: (laughs) They're so funny. Like they, they play off of each other so well. And I mean, we're in stitches at rehearsals. Like they're just so funny. But
2: I, I was trying to, 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 you know, um, really encourage people to go off on their own and and find their own characters and sticks and things to do. And they went off and, and, and every time they came back to perform a scene, they would have added some, some ridiculously hysterical thing. It's like, great, keep it and that makes me look good everyone else can't you can't you watch <laughs> Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and can't you just you know and uh but everyone has gone off on their own to try to find their own little element to bring Simone Daniel as our Horatio um who and she's wonderful i think she, she, uh, last year was it that she won the best actress and and she's a local comedian and writer and i've worked with her you know many she's times she's another one that's Pride like you're
0: around her and it's like being around like some sort of you know, fictional
2: magical creature that just makes really? you feel good all the time. Well, and she's perpetually like that too. I very I know. even when she's angry and snippy, it's it's always with that. She's wink one of the most nod.
4: genuine people I've ever. Oh my in god! My yeah, absolutely wonderful.
2: The whole family is too. Joey and her mother and father and her sister Marina. I'm always asking how they're doing because they're you know like the salt of the earth. Um, <laughs> we have uh, a Nunzio. God, what is Nunzio? I I Cacama. know his last. What's it? Kakamo, I just don't know how to pronounce it. Like your last name, Lauren. It's okay. I just learned how to pronounce Lauren's la- name last week. It's Loren. Oh,
0: Q. Loren. 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 Coralico. Coralico.
2: Coralico.
1: Coralico. Coralico. There's a G in yeah. there, so it confuses people. If
2: I just think Geronimo, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Coralico. Or a col- a
1: col- remember- if I owned a koala company.
2: <laughs> whole- See, that just totally fucked me up. I can't. Coralico. <laughs> And Lauren, what do you do? (laughs) Well, I own a koala company. (laughs) Oh, that (laughs) makes perfect sense. I'm in (laughs) import-exports. We have our assistant director and myself, uh, Sarah Jane Regan, uh, Statura, all of her names. Uh, She's playing the player queen, Bernardo. I'm stepping in as as the player king. Um,
4: Got Molly and Warren?
2: uh, Warren Cox, who I love to death, is wonderful. He's playing our Polonius uh terry thompson who was in behanding in spokane he was the young the young kid in in behanding is coming back to work with me as larity's molly Dooley is our ophelia again you know she's doing a, a marvelous job uh who else were we were we forgetting there laurie lotney oh hey ma laurie lotney is our Marcellus, and she's actually the one who has the famous line: uh, "There's something rotten in the state of Denmark." We're having the table read. She's like, "Oh God, I get that line!" Oh. <laughs> um, and um, who else? I'm lost in the sauce, Mandy. Where are your sheets? Where's your spreadsheets on the cast list? I don't have my phone. Now. You
1: don't oh, have Google Sheets? I, I,
0: have do,
4: I do. I do. I have. It? I let me tell you, we have a Google Drive folder for, oh, just Full for of. Hamlet. I have subfolders I and have and subfolders
0: are the subfolders.
4: I have scanned receipts. Oh, it's so yeah,
2: great. we have a, like a <laughs> we have a budget list. And, yeah,
4: we have and a budget.
2: We have a budget.
0: See, Lauren, remember when like you were here and I
2: was like, oh, I need somebody like you in my
0: life.
4: Yeah, that's that was nice. nice. That's Mandy, mm-hmm.
1: right?
2: And once you find it, you can never let it go because they're. Few and far between. Yeah, Let when she go. when somebody asked me
0: about Lauren, they said they said what do you, what do you think about Lauren as as like somebody you can work with? And I'm like, look, my whole life is like a room full of super balls just bouncing around. Somehow, Lauren keeps her eyes on all of them, and that's yeah. amazing. And that's you. You've always been that way. To but I'm to, nuts. No, but it's not, but it's like, but it's amazing to be like on one hand to like, you're either of one one of two disciplines. You're either very structured and organized or you're just like organized chaos and everything's just insane. Like Connor. (laughs) Right. But to have you have like kind of like a medley of both, I think is really pretty awesome. Yeah, it definitely is. Because yeah. you, can, you can perform and find a character and then be like, and these
2: receipts need to be paid. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're made, you're, my self-esteem points. Just, and just I hope so. Phenomenal Through on the, the show. Roof.
2: She's been doing a great job. Thanks. I you're just like hamming
4: really it up. I just get to yell and-
2: Well, your energy is and and do do infectious. It's great. Funny things. It really is.
4: It's great. Get some good moments.
2: And what about Rich over there, quite in the corner? You know, I know something about I feel, Rich. I feel bad. I feel like I bully him.
1: Wait, you said he you doesn't know something look bully.
2: About well, I'm sure you guys might have heard about him playing Henry Higgins. Henry Higgins. What's that? My Fair Lady. I have it on tape. I think I might somewhere. Wait, you acting? Oh yeah, he did. Would a, you be opposed a, to a that? Great job being public. Thing? No, it's fine. What's Henry Higgins? Um, uh, it's the counterpart to Eliza Doolittle. And uh, my. Never Fair Lady.
1: Never
2: saw My Fair Lady? Is that the one Ye- No. Uh, Hep, um, Audrey Hepburn.
0: Ka- Audrey Hepburn. Oh yeah, have nope, uh, never saw it. Wait, Hello was she was, was, was she? she oh was my Eliza God, it's <laughs> how good was that Audrey Hepburn or was that
2: Catherine Hepburn? Uh, That's Catherine Hepburn. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. I'm so sorry. Frankly, I bad. don't give a damn. That Transatlantic sort of, you know. Oh, I miss the.
0: On Golden Pond, Catherine Hepburn was in On Golden yes.
3: Pond. Yes. I'm glad I speak movie references, otherwise I would never be <laughs> able to follow you. Well, ever. My
0: God, it was such a.
2: That's my yeah, but that's, I, and that's how I met Rich. I met Rich on stage in high school. Did you really? I did. Yeah. yeah. What were each other like in high school? What was exactly that? the same. Rich was exactly the same. Very polite and very, you know, thought before he spoke and and was just a very genuinely nice guy. Yeah, you really. You are. And you I were an asshole. That. I wasn't an <laughs> asshole. I was. I was. I mean, I still had chipper brains, but I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't an asshole. No, I was exactly the same. I think. Yeah, of course.
0: So wait, yeah. now, so did did you have the teachers who are like, You're not gonna amount to anything.
2: Yeah, of course. I, right, yeah. and now look at you. This is yeah, what my oh. teachers thought. They well, I I'm still friends with a lot of my a lot of you know, Chris Mazzino and Annette Palutis and I, I still talk to them all the time. So I mean Yeah, I had a great relationship. How are they doing? I haven't I haven't talked They're, to them in a couple Chris of years. Chris Mazzino is in Italy now. He's taking pictures of Food and
3: I, s- I see them every once in a while. So he has an Instagram, and I'm very jealous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, he's he was a thankless, he had a thankless, he was a one, I think he won the award for being one of the best teachers in the country. He got about grand in a hundred grand in a vehicle. He actually had us write a book my senior year, he really? published a, an, yep. a book of collective works, and he's a fantastic teacher. And I think, I think you know the school district might have pushed him away i think he decided to you know (laughs) you're too good yeah well that's what it is you know he was he did a lot of work and and annette palutis is still doing good i just saw her a couple weeks ago on her front lawn and we talked for a while hi uh, casey yeah something like that (laughs) um but but we're so okay so
0: uh I know that you've always rich has you've always had like the acting bug and and the performing bug and you know you're a great writer both in poetry and
3: it, it was kind of one thing where we at at you know in college I kind of went more towards the writing and less towards the theater but I, I've always missed the theater you
4: why don't come back and hang out hang out with us we'll
3: get you maybe i I think if you did would, the you right inter- show, would you be would you be might. interested
4: yeah i would
2: do it I would, I, I would come back. Like if so you, forth.
0: like if you did Glenn Gary, like Glenn Gary, Glenn I'm Ross, like, could be the Alec Baldwin.
2: You, uh, yeah, as long as I get to be Ricky Roma, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> I've been waiting to do that show. Glenn Gary? Yeah. Oh, uh, it'd be so good. It's a, it's a Tough sell though, because a lot of theater, except for the old brick, you know, they'd be down for it. But a lot of a lot of theater companies are afraid of the language, you know. Mm. But Why? aside from the fact that it's a it's a gorgeous piece of you know <laughs> writing theater, yeah, it's.
0: Um, do you guys, so if you, if you had to give like a, a film rating to your version of Hamlet, it
2: would be a film rating. Yeah. I
4: think we're probably PG-13. PG-13.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. You're allowed one want Yeah. You know what? We, we you know? did, we did change a couple bods to horrors and, and some things like that. Because uh, that's what it means, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But no, it's definitely PG-13, of course. Yeah. But what there's else? always some Shakespearean slips in there. You know, you don't realize like, oh, that's what he meant. Oh. So we're both, we're both of you involved in theater and performing in high school.
4: I was. Uh,
2: Where'd you? Where, did
0: you go local? I went or, to Lake Lehman. Okay. I mean, that's, I still see that. I used to see that at NEP when they had the school closing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I know where that, I know it's, I know it lives locally.
4: Out in the boonies.
0: Bones, <laughs> boons.
4: Boons. But yeah. Uh, did you I, get
0: the first day of buck off? They did. <laughs> was that we Monday? Did. The Monday after We did because 15? people
4: would hunt right by the school. You,
0: oh, okay. So. Right. That great? Why'd you shoot Timmy? He wasn't wearing orange. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: I actually I got my first part in a play, and it was a Shakespeare play. Um, We did a Midsummer Night's Dream and I got to be a fairy. And because there was like all of these girls who wanted so badly to be in this play, we all got to be cast as fairies. And then we all broke up one piece of dialogue, (laughs) which got one line. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my stage debut. And uh, yeah, I just I stuck with it. I got the theater bug then. And just, you know, after that, I did Pippin and a bunch of other stuff. Did Mash in high school, Harvey? Oh my mash. I hated Mash. Yeah, Mash.
2: You know, it's it always reminds me when you're sneaking out of your house at midnight or, you know, 12:30 when you're in high school and you're trying to sneak down the steps and
3: because it was always
2: on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like the thing that came on after after, after the, the, late the news, news and yeah. everything.
0: Right, and it was just that seven episodes of mash before that, you got the color bars.
2: Isn't that the song "Suicide"? Is, Suicide is painless. Like, yeah, just enough, enough. Said. It really was just that song. I wrote an a, Oscar! I wrote a poem about it in high school. I it was so visceral, and I hated it so much. It was just a complete tribute to how much I hated the mash theme song, and and subsequently, you know, the entire you know body of work because of it.
4: The play was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to be in in high school.
2: I re- I remember who's what
0: was, what was what's her name in that Hot Lips?
4: Yeah, yeah. Hot, Hot Lips <laughs> They
0: Wait, did they do that in high school? Yeah, you were allowed to see Hot Lips. Seems a little derogatory to me.
4: Yeah, but but they
0: said Hot Lips in the play. Yeah,
4: they even set it up on like how she got the nickname and all that kind of stuff.
0: In Lake Lehman. Yeah. how did she get pushing the, the edge?
4: Eh, she was making out.
0: Oh, oh, was li- Oh, she, yeah, she was not- macking it. Oh, okay. See you and I? Yeah. Real down low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like gutter roll. Look what I can do.
2: <laughs> so how did you how did you catch the bug? Oh my god, I I've I've always I've always wanted to participate And I remember being a little kid and, and telling my mother I wanted to be an actor. We were watching a a Patrick Swayze movie and it's not like Roadhouse Boathouse or anything oh, that you it. might although Next of Kin Kelly Thomas <laughs> did like her some roadhouse and but it was some strange movie and he was being eaten by rats at some point what yeah we were watching this this film and I said you know I want to do that and she said you know when you die in a movie you really die because I think she, Is that was her what? way to that, dissuade you yeah, from becoming I, an actor I think she really wanted to frighten me so bad so that I wouldn't want to you know take on that did you, you turn of, around and be like that's a snuff film that's I, not this no I Nicholas Cage told me <laughs> I, I learned from an early age never to trust my mother <laughs> So I I knew to just carry on and no ever since I was a little kid, was I, your I,
0: mom a big influence on you liking
2: like films and I I guess so because my mom was huge for me I guess once you realize that you can capture people's attention and hold it whether you're performing something silly or something poignant I mean I think that's pretty that's a it's a pretty infectious thing it's you have a soapbox you have do you a, remember your moment. Um, in in what regard? Where it's like, ooh, I
0: like that. I want to. I want to keep doing this. Oh yeah. Well, um, because I think everybody has that one moment where they're
2: like, I think this is the moment where I knew this is what I wanted to I do. I did a, I did a showcase. I went to, I went to acting classes when I was younger around here, under Kathleen Kern, the children of the Kern, and we did a showcase. <laughs> finally, and there are people out there who will understand that and then laugh, um, but we did a showcase and i i it's the first time you you hear an audience you know engage in what you're doing and laugh and it was it was actually at the providence playhouse actor circle which i still do work at and um yeah it was the first time we you made an audience laugh and you, you couldn't stop from that moment on even anybody who doesn't have an interest in theater if you came and and did it and and got that response it's it it's addictive it's it really is and you, you want to just have more and more and more of it so yeah maybe about 20 years ago or so 20, 20 plus years ago.
0: So you're 23 now, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I want none of us to ever admit our ages.
2: <laughs> I'm not that old, but, you know, I just had to. It would be nice
0: to be 23 again.
2: No one likes you when you're... No, 23, I, that 23 was pretty bad for me. I, well, that's when I was, I was living in California at the time, and I think it was, you know, still trying to figure things out and unsettled and unsure and, you know... We'll get to you and I in, in the rapid-fire cues. Okay. All right. 'Cause
0: there's a there's a there's a, it's a really strange coincidence that him and I met.
1: I'll yeah. add that question back in.
0: Well, you were gonna take it out? I
1: took it out already. Why? Because you you t- we were talking about it.
3: We didn't talk about it. Well it is it is rapid fire, so it has to be really quick. Yeah, make, make it be the last one.
0: Make it be the last one. We're mm-hmm. like, do this. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna tell you how to do your segment. Do, yeah, do me uh, we're producing it now. She's doing
2: it though. No, because lo- are you writing on that? Yeah. Oh God. She's look at her. So you know what? The you know things have gone full circle when you're when you're now writing on your digital iPad. device. Right. <laughs>
1: well, he has to charge his cigarette. I have to charge oh. my book. <laughs> How do you, you like f-
2: that? That vape. The vape. Yeah. I only do it when I can't smoke in the, the office. Oxford Dictionary, I think, just picked it up last year as one of the wor- new words. Vape. Vape. The
1: English language is always evolving. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. Like
2: I, I love smoking.
0: Uh-huh. Cigarettes. I love drinking coffee. I know smoking is bad for me. The only
2: way I think I could quit is if they make it illegal. See, I haven't tried to quit smoking yet, so I don't know. If well, I quit
0: like drinking and all that crazy shit, but like smoking, I know is bad. I just don't know what else
2: to do. Right. Well, that's the fear of you know you forget what did I do before I smoked. I I think I was just born to smoke. I was one of those people like you should smoke. My you- mom smoked when I. Well, I'm not gonna tell that story. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's all smoke. Let's all
0: smoke.
1: I don't need to smoke. No, thank you. No, no
0: thank you. I don't I'll smoke. Pass. It's so good. I'm I'm so much so
1: quit.
0: And I knew it was gonna be difficult. Remember when the Osborne's was on MTV? Yeah. And Ozzy was Ozzy, like Ozzy,
1: no, not the wood, Ozzy, no.
0: <laughs> but Ozzy I'm one episode. Piss in it. He found out like one of the kids was smoking and he went crazy. He's like he's like, I've beaten heroin. He's like, <laughs> I can't quit smoking. Did he's he? like, it's the hardest thing to do. He never beat
2: heroin. Oh well. He's lying. He's the same guy who snorted ants. He <laughs> he was able to sleep and walk at the same time on camera. It with was amazing. On. That
0: show was amazing.
2: It really was. It was a
4: I missed that
1: show. Oh it was rather it was something else.
2: <laughs> Jack Osborne, wherever he is. He's doing well. He's doing is all right. He? Yeah, he's doing real good. He's all the playing. kids are doing good.
1: Yeah. She's got a show.
0: Yeah. They just did it. I just saw a documentary on Ozzy. It was done like two years ago. Mm-hmm. He was learning he just got his driver's license.
2: Oh good. Who gave him that? The state
0: of <laughs> California. <laughs> did they really? Yes, they did. So like part of the th- part of the documentary was like and I just got my license.
1: <laughs> so would this be an appropriate time to mention the very sad passing of Lemmy? From oh America. yeah. Uh,
2: oh, that's right. I just yeah. saw it today, yeah.
1: 70 years old, he just discovered he had cancer.
0: That's horrible. And I just read an article like 2 days ago where they're like Lemmy has switched from whiskey to vodka.
2: <laughs> it's clear. Yeah. <laughs> It's more like water, right? That's okay. Yeah. Well, he said he was sick, so that's what he did. <laughs> well, <laughs> Good at that, for him, it's like in Little Miss Sunshine, where uh, uh, what was it, Alan Arkin? Not Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin's in that. I yeah, think when no, I'm thinking of Alan Arkin from MASH. Yeah, Alan Arkin. He it's he waited. From MASH. Right. Alan, Alan Oda is a MASH, okay. yeah. But Alan Arkin decided at what was like 70-some years old to start doing heroin. And I remember thinking, that's a great idea. You know, I'm just going to avoid drugs for my entire life. And then once I'm, you know, 70 years old, I'm going to pick up a dope habit just because... My, my grandmother's 93, right? And Does she brother, do dope? No, not yet. Well, I'm <laughs> trying... I, I, who knows?
0: Um, <laughs> my, my brother-in-law we celebrated her like 93rd birthday. She's in 92 or 93. I forget. It's like a number so high that I can't remember specifically what it is. And we went out to dinner and my, my brother-in-law has this like real dry sense of humor. And he's very like, he doesn't have peaks and valleys in his voice. It's just Uh. like, like Siri. Yeah. (laughs) And he said to her, he goes, Jane, I think when you turn a hundred, you should be able to kill whoever you want. (laughs) And I was like, what? And he's like, I think when people hit a hundred years old, they should be able to, Murder at will. What you'd think they'd
2: have a completely. He's like they've earned then, it. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm like, all
2: right, I'm down for that. Hmm. I'm gonna start compiling on my list now.
0: Which almost like I'm like, if that's like, if you
2: get it, like, like it's the purge, but when you're a hundred. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. It's a good idea, and it gives something you know people something to live for. Uh,
0: ex- absolutely. You know? Like, do you, don't you think you'd start taking care of yourself if you can if sure. you can write all like, the like, wrongs done I'm gonna done make it to a
2: hundred so I could kill all you fuckers. I'm gonna make sure I'm in good health. Remember that time your your dog shit on my
1: lawn? Chances are <laughs> I've been people waiting. that you'd want to kill aren't going to outlive you, though.
4: Karma.
2: So you find new angry people. But isn't only the good okay. die young and only the crotchety people live to be, you know... Yeah, Stalin and Pol Pot.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I think the crotchety old people were also crotchety young people.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I know
4: a lot of crotchety young people.
0: Yeah. Grant Torino. is that Was that the movie with Clint Eastwood? Yeah. 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 He was at 12 going, get off my lawn.
2: Yeah, but wasn't you know he, that. wasn't he turned towards the end, you know, he found himself a um he went and murdered people. And we call it redemption. <laughs>
0: Clint Eastwood oh, he was been redeemed. Doing that forever. He's though. not a
2: bigot anymore. He just killed white people. I heard he feel he he feeds the squirrels on the Warner Brothers lot, so I was just telling a story. So just imagine that folks. Yeah. Clint Eastwood sits at his desk and feeds the squirrels. That's you know my
4: that's my future.
2: I would love to do that.
4: Feeding squirrels? I think fe- that's what
2: just- I think that's what Connor does downtown. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Except with Clint Eastwood, the squirrels come to him. Yeah. They, they, they come into the office and Get jump on up my on the lawn. desk. I, <laughs> I, I, depending on the, where I can, you go,
1: you might find a friendly squirrel. Well, yeah, the too.
2: Cathedral Cemetery. They, they come up to you or you know, Central Park, certain places. This where sounds to so effed in. up to say. That's a great cemetery. It is. Yeah. It really is. I used to walk in it all the time. My mom a, did too. I used to drink behind the behind the cemetery in the woods too. Did you really? I did. There's so
0: many other places to drink.
2: <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. When well, not, bars. The, not the children <laughs> not that high school children should drink or anything like that but you know the the places are now becoming developments and things no one has any anywhere to hide in the woods to cut loose and sew their own. it's a shame
1: just put in a frutopia bottle
2: what Ooh. see what like that booze yeah women drink frutopia
1: just put in a frutopia bottle
2: have you I'm assuming I'm gonna put it in an orbit bottle. I'm gonna keep my liquor in an orbit bottle.
4: What's an orbit bottle? What's oh. a Frutopia
2: bottle? I don't think they still make Frutopia. Do you
4: remember that orbit drink? It was disgusting. Yeah, it it had that had little, little balls. balls or Fanta. In it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, Fanta. I like. That. They were
2: blue, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, they had several different they had colors.
4: Blue and orange. What was? Why? Because it was disgusting. But F- and... what were they? It
2: was, it was like gelatin. Yeah.
4: For what
2: texture? They're like, here, here's a liquid, but here's we're a- going to put a solid in we're it, too. We're going to bring you guacamole in orbit.
1: Here, so here's a try will, yeah. I will.
0: I will go on a I murder spree. I don't understand
1: spree. why you won't eat you, eat. you tried so many other things and discovered that they were good.
0: Lauren, I'm a big fan of like trying new shit.
1: But not guacamole? Not, no,
0: I've tried it. I don't like it.
1: Maybe you just didn't have good guacamole.
2: There's no... Th- go to
1: That's Italos. like going like, well, maybe you ate some bad
0: Where-
2: poo. Italos or Italos depending on oh, your Oh, I've passed that It's wonderful it to, On and the Motejete the, so they put their guacamole in the traditional What's the one at the, what's, with the, what's the one at the top of Lackawanna at the corner of Lackawanna and Main Oh, they're They're lovely. Baldi's
4: or
0: whatever Yeah,
2: the, something like that It used to Old Charlie's breakfast place yeah
4: garibaldi's garibaldi's Gene it, philbin
2: from peculiar thinks it's the I best it. place to eat well they call me papa when i go in there and i have they're like oh you could you take it to go papa and no. it's like these three they're all they're such lovely people go and patronize that place the food is delicious it's wonderful it really is and uh they have that haritos soda too
4: what the hell is that
2: it's that colored soda you they know they have
4: delicious pork they have delicious pork there. I've had their yeah, pork, like a pork taco. Mm-hmm. Was I've had it excellent. I What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Is it
1: time?
2: For Are we on track? We've got we've gone off the rails, man. <laughs> I, my, yeah,
1: my timer went away, so I don't. I have no. What idea. do you mean? Like it, I, it I, like I bought a flight it. and yeah, it went to LAX without me. <laughs> it's, it's
2: like, See you later, Q. It's,
1: it's like three hours behind already. Well, we've
2: adequately promoted the show, right? Well, no. When I when think, does I the show mean, open? The, the show opens. opens
4: on January. Well, it's next week now. Yeah, the eighth, yeah. January eighth through 8th.
2: the sixteenth, and then Friday at eight. Is that a Saturday? It's Friday, it a Friday, Friday and Saturday. But the but we're You're not doing, doing a one weekend thing, are you? No, no we're doing weekends. two. And then uh, at both Fridays, the show starts at eight p.m. and on Saturdays we have a two p.m. matinee and an eight o'clock p.m. show. So on Saturdays we're doing you know professional style two shows in one day. <sighs> So, so we're going to be, there'll be six performances to over two weeks. I'm going to have to hit, that's the weekend we're doing Star Wars.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. We
0: have to do it. We have to go the following weekend. Okay. All or
1: right. wait, you said it's Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Friday yep. and Saturday. You want to go Friday?
2: I'm just getting back from Florida. Oh, jeez. You're going to Florida? I got to shoot in Florida. Yeah. Then that we have sounds to watch Star nice. Wars oh, you got to shoot in Florida. Oh, boo. Wow. It sounds lovely. It's not. No. No. Because I'm, I'm
0: literally going down and shooting, hopping back on a plane. There's no enjoyment shoot with there, me. <laughs> huh?
1: To shoot with me?
0: Exactly. Are you going? No, I'm not. No, going.
1: no, I have nothing to do with this.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. I come right, you come right, bef- right back, the before the day before I leave. Before I'm with you then when you come back, and then the moment I come back, just I'm basically, with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. I am
1: so sorry. I keep scheduling you, Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey man, as long as you keep paying, that's fine. <laughs> I'm We're gonna right. watch Star Wars. I'm a, Wars, though, I'm a whore, whore for whatever fun. you want me to do as long as there's money involved. <laughs>
1: oh, that's exactly what a whore does.
0: I know. I I'm totally, you know.
2: Money's on the nightstand. Sugar, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> See you later.
1: Okay, yeah. We're good. <laughs> hey, I Hey, rich. Cal- I've got too many calendars now. I'm you do. Confused. Well, someone, you doing the, someone's
3: got to pay for those Darth
0: Vader hats. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all my. What my my family goes? What do you want for Christmas? I was like nothing. And then I'm like, wait. Either you like money Star Wars or everything. Star Wars shit? And they're like, how? You're 35. And I'm like, I don't care. It Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So this Star Wars hat's cool. I got like four new shirts. I got um my BB-8's coming next week.
3: <gasps> oh, nice! You got one? Oh yeah. I've wanted one so bad. What's oh, I'm hat?
0: all I'm gonna do like no work is gonna get done. It's just gonna be me and my iPhone and BB-8.
2: What's BB-8? That the little drawing. thing. The little thing that the rolls? roundy thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's BB-8. a nice. A nice. And she and BB-8 a female. Hmm. It I looks like a female. Wally. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Eva. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it was. That was a very touching movie. It was, was a great was movie. Well, Although it was, awesome. it was, it was, it was a little reductive. It was, it was Johnny Five, wasn't it? Essentially,
1: no. You're thinking of. No, uh... he
2: looked similar to Short yeah. Circuit. Yeah, yeah. It was Johnny Five.
1: Your mother was a lot you thinking of a
3: snowblower. Chappy. Your
1: mother's a snowblower. Uh, Chappie.
2: Oh Chappie! Ch- oh well, Chappie well, I was weird. I haven't seen that. I I, well, I love District Nine. I, I that was one of the only films I went to go see twice in the movie theaters. District Nine was. Yeah, I was. I, I, I saw I that in L.A. District at the club. Me too. I saw it in L.A. and then I, I enjoyed it so much. I ended up bringing, going back with some friends. I was like, yeah, I'll go and see that again. But and I, you didn't see Star Wars yet. I was never a Star Wars fan. All right, move on okay. to those
0: f- f-
1: questions. Okay. So the rules Damn of the it. game is I'm going to read you a question, and you have three seconds to respond with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. You can go in any order. Whoever wants to answer first. What is your most cherished memory?
0: Jesus Christ. Three three seconds to answer Um, that.
4: The proposal that my fiance made during Curtain Call of Pride and Prejudice.
0: (gasps) Which is available online.
4: Yes, it's on YouTube. (laughs) It's on YouTube. It got like 8,000 views.
2: Yeah, because it's worth it. That's my, so
4: sweet Think like most, a third Or Brent's mom's
2: I couldn't answer that question in, in in a day and a half There's no My most cherished moment I I I can't answer that I, uh, Maybe this moment Why are you
0: looking at me Like you know the answer That I should know
1: I know the answer That you should be saying
2: The proposal <laughs> I, oh,
1: meeting man? Anthony Whatever. Hopkins
2: was was fun. That was Meeting Anthony Hopkins? Meeting Anthony Hopkins but, but then again it was one of those things that was over in a blur and you're like shit I wish I could go back and do that again. But Did you look yeah. at him and go <laughs> I did. Well, did you really? I, no, listen. Okay, well, I I waited till lunchtime to do that, and I but I felt like a total asshole for doing it. And He gave me that look like, oh yeah, never seen that you know before. Yeah. But, but yeah, I did. I did. That was the only. Did thing he I knock you out of. with his Oscar? No, no. <laughs> it was actually it was him and Harry Belafonte in this in the scene this film I was working on, and and um, and so I got to meet both of them at the same time, and that was a, it was a lovely conversation. Um, so yeah, I guess if I think back, that was one of my most cherished moments. Where you know if I could. I guess.
1: Okay. I'm going to ask this question in two ways, and you can choose to answer either way that I ask it. Oh, this sounds fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what will- Either
0: visually or auditorily.
1: <laughs> or what do you want your tombstone to say? Your epitaph. She gave good hugs. Oh,
2: I thought you were going somewhere completely different oh with my that. Oh, Because of the H- <laughs> Because of the age, but right? when you say something like she gave good, it's like, well, what else could have been? Yeah, Brent she wrote gives, that. She gives wonderful hugs. Um,
1: I, I think that that is true so far from my limited interactions with you, but you do give very good hugs. Thank you. Thank you.
4: I'm going to give you all a hug before I leave. Wonderful.
0: Well, you gave everybody a hug when you arrived.
4: Yeah, well, I guess.
0: You're you're a, you're a, you're I'm a hugger. Yeah, that's your hello. Yeah. Like a dog when it's
2: like.
4: <laughs> yep. That's me.
2: <laughs> good to meet you. How did you like that? Comes to mind. That's what your thing. I never really thought about How did about you like that? How did you like that? Mm. Could you make it like, could you? So, could, so would your tombstone have like a dry erase board on, underneath it? <laughs> I'm would always people... open for suggestions. Yeah. And then people are always making sure things I say sound better, like Mandy, for instance. So it's like, no, 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 no. And your grammar is totally wrong. <laughs> and, uh, well, I did. I just, I just did a some kind of, and she's like, I hope you don't mind. I tweaked it so it was, you know. You, Correct. Read it. It's the Written Queen's by English. a human. And then yeah. when I when I read it back, I was oh, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, these are really tough questions to answer in three seconds. These are seconds. good questions. They are really, good
4: questions. Like insightful but- questions.
1: What is your favorite paranormal phenomenon, and why?
2: Oh, I'm really into this sort of stuff too. Um,
0: I. Is it EVFs? Would well, those be, would those be considered.
1: Those would be, yeah. Okay. Electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, EVP, isn't
0: it? Yeah. EVP. EVP. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you just spelled phenomenon incorrectly in your. Yeah. In no, your, I no,
0: uh, I spelled
2: acronym. it. I spelled it as it should be. No. <laughs> I would. I'm F.
1: asking you this question.
2: There, there's a, a new thing that that's sort of been striking me. It's little children who who claim that they that they've had past lives.
1: I. Those are really creepy.
2: They really are, and they're 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 very deep, and um, and still un challenged in some cases so yeah that's that's been something that i've been interested in lately yeah i don't know why though
4: i'm gonna say gnomes no 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 listen to this listen to this so
2: lauren just shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) what you don't like what about david the gnome oh david the gnome
4: okay so i i enjoy they say
0: hi by rubbing noses together
2: yeah they do
4: (laughs) and david the gnome (laughs) I enjoy gnomes for a couple of reasons. So in Norse countries, apparently they have stopped building like highways yeah. because they don't want to disturb the gnomes. Yeah. I think that's freaking They know that they're awesome. a
0: fictional creature, right?
1: There's, there's highway projects that are diverted for these little areas of yeah. rock formations. They're creepy though. I don't like them. You don't like- I don't I like love gnomes. Oh I love my the gnome and anomaly. I have fucking
0: oh. found your kryptonite. What
1: well, freaks me out. My best friend since we were in high school has been buying me those stupid garden gnomes because they freak me out. Oh, I my God. Them. Well,
2: you've read the Goosebumps book, right? I think Goosebumps was the first time they took what? gnomes and sort oh, of I remember that. flipped yeah. them on their head a little bit. Yeah, the, the you know, Revenge of the Gnome or whatever it was. But that was the <gasps> first time I remember seeing gnomes in that, that different way. No, this
1: is, I think the thing that did it to me is the same reason why I keep cats. Because when I was very little, I saw that <laughs> wow. movie where gnomes would come and they'd put their finger in your nose and take your breath away. And then the cat came and no, you saw the cat's nose. eye. I don't know. Based what on saw. the
0: Stephen King book.
1: But I can't because sometimes and it was only in the go, last moment. They would go into my closet and take things and then I'd be missing a shoe.
0: Didn't the, th- that's the not borrowers. a
1: no. Those know. are the borrowers. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, wasn't uh, a no. Like are, are you talking
0: about the little guy with the knife that got thrown into the fan?
1: I, maybe I don't know i was and, little. He would,
0: and he would and he would suck the air out of the kids who yeah. were sleeping and the cat no. tried to save no you that's know, cats aren't that
2: aren't cats the ones that Lay on sleeping babies, and the
0: point. The point him. of this story was that it was like Cat's Eye is an anthology
2: film. I, I don't remember, remember, I know, I'm aware. I never saw the film, but I'm, I'm a.
0: But it, like, it tells like three or four different stories To the point of view of the cat. Like the cat is the thing that connects all the stories together. I see. And the last one was about like this little kid. Who's in the gnome gnome. and the gnome walks up? I don't even know if it's a gnome, it's like a gremlin or something.
1: It was a little man with a hat, and it it
2: was was, Warwick Davis, is who it was. And he's had a long career of being little scary things. He's in the new Star Wars, he's
1: not scary, is he? See,
2: he's he's in everything. Daniel Craig's in the new Star Wars. I heard he made a cameo, he did. We're not going to
0: talk about it. Simon Pegg, yeah, he's in it too so is bill Hader.
4: i know oh, i was bill so excited Hader. to hear that john ralphio and bill Hader did the voices. did the voices yeah
1: for BB- okay 8. more I, I i can have two more do two more okay you're familiar with the theory of relativity sure wow <laughs> how would you explain it to a child <laughs> give uh, up kid <laughs> in your own experience of life what is your anecdote for relativity
0: holy shit i would i would say that this would give anyone a
2: spiritual crisis no these questions oh they, um, they'd be like it's all over man what's the point yeah i would say you know something along the lines of i am you and you are me oh. maybe something as simple as i mean i guess that's, that, that's i think that would
0: confuse a kid
2: yeah well, geez, well relative, it's,
1: re, it's a very confusing concept yeah just say really we're all is.
2: stardust kid that's that's not bad yeah i mean
0: that's how Neil deGrasse Tyson Gosh.
2: sleeps at night. And you know, I spent hours watching these ridiculous documentaries. You On think YouTube? I have Yeah, of course. I I burn the midnight oil, smoking cigarettes and staring at my phone like, oh
0: God. Did you see the elegant universe? Probably. Oh, it's awesome. It's about like particle physics and string theory oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff of like course. that. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Michio Kaku came.
4: Oh, I love that talk. Brent and I went. It was amazing. Was that the you one up at the U? Yeah, yeah no, he, the he library. To, yeah, he came to the, the Scranton Cultural yeah, that Center. That guy's We're brilliant. In.
2: And I had tickets. That well, but... was a couple
4: years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. And he that. talked about like the future, and it was. Just,
2: He's I I was big like to have into string theory. With
4: Michio
1: Kaku and Anthony Bourdain invited <gasps> and just like drink tea and eat biscuits with them. That sounds great. I love Anthony Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain
0: gets Did hammered. you ever see Anthony Bourdain on Dennis or uh, uh Bill Maher? No. Oh. It was like three years ago. Bill Maher asked him the question, you know how like they do like the panel and they bring out like the quote unquote celebrity guest yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And Bourdain comes out and it's like all these uptight like conservatives <laughs> that are on the panel. And uh Bill Maher said to him he goes, he goes, he goes, all right, what would you rather have like a good meal or good sex? And Bourdain goes it
2: beben- depends on who's cooking and who's fucking. That,
0: well, but, <laughs> and all you see, these conservative people are like,
4: whoa. But it <laughs> yeah. was awesome. I
2: watch Anthony Bourdain on No Reservations and things like that. And he has the most charmed life. He gets to just travel around the world. Eat and he's a Jersey guy. Great mm-hmm. food. Did you know, and this isn't really off the subject, but Andrew Zimmer, the guy who does the, the strange Lizarre foods. Yeah. Or, yeah. Do you know that he was, I think he was homeless and a, he was a crack addict, addict. A yeah. cocaine addict. Was he it?
1: used to do things for... Money yeah, to buy yeah. cocaine. So, like me. Like what, Lauren? So, like, what so did he eating do? Eating things is not that peculiar to He's you. like, no. Here, <laughs> eat this ha- poo. Habits. <laughs> so yeah.
2: Well, now it all makes sense. <laughs> so like, very yeah. I'm I'll just
1: putting things in his mouth. I'll yeah. exploit for myself for, for
2: money. money. Yeah. He's, but I just, when you see him, though, you can't picture him being anything other than. I can totally He's sort of nerdy in a way, like No. kind of has that. He's like
1: the epitome of an ugly American. And I will say right here that I cannot stand the man.
2: Really? What did he do to her? Who
0: hurt you, Lauren? How did he, he hurt you? He
1: went down to a southern, who was in one of the southern states, and he knocks on the door. And this is my anecdote about uh, Zimmer. Aunt Zimmer, that and why I can't stand him. He knocks on the door and he says, "Strange white man at the front door." Even in so America, what? he makes me angry. Mm-hmm. He makes me angry everywhere he goes. I can't. He doesn't. I can't take How him. How is seriously? that the no. moment? That's the moment. He, it's ugly.
0: You're, so and you're he watching not this, represent
1: and the rest of America when he travels and eats other people's food. So,
0: like, you have, so He's you like, you like, have like a tub of guacamole in front of you. You see that happen, and I'm assuming like you picked up that tub and just Kevin Spacey it against the wall, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck that guy!"
1: I, I'm generally when I'm watching, you him, don't like him I at do all. Not
4: like him,
0: but Bourdain.
1: Oh,
4: I love him. Oh, I love. Yeah. him. I want to drink tea and want to eat tea biscuits. with him. I well, he's real. I mean, I mean, he has yeah, that, he's respectful. I right. think that's the biggest thing. Is like he he's, he's real, not an
1: asshole. Yeah, he's genuinely curious about other cultures and other cuisines. And I, and I love not necessarily yeah. that I
2: love watching him get hammered on oh, television. Yeah.
4: I love his I writing. Love like enjoy. I really I enjoy, enjoy. enjoy. I've enjoyed his books, his essays, and stuff. I, I think he's just a great writer. The
2: book at home, I have not read it yet, but I have for a couple of years now. I've had the book
4: Kitchen Confidential.
2: I'm not sure which one it is. But I have an uh, Anthony Bourdain book. What's that on I on the cover? It's red and white and black. I think it's like a black and white photo and it has red and it's white. It's communist.
4: It's either kitchen confidential <laughs> or medium raw.
2: Medium raw. I'm not Final sure. Final question. Yes.
4: Tell me the story of
1: how you met.
2: Oh, me? Studio City, I think it was. In, were you living in Studio yeah, never, City? Yeah. Where, yeah. It was in that, Studio City. At, was you having a birthday party? Was that when we first yes. met? Yes,
0: there's there's the photo of that night on Facebook still. Oh God. But you know how you and I got connected.
2: Was it through Ashley Levandowski? It was. Yeah. So
0: I'm on a I'm on a plane from. I think the connecting flight was from like Chicago. I was coming back from from Scranton, going back to L.A., flying into Burbank. Yeah, I think it was Burbank. It was Burbank. I was living in like Toluca Lake, Burbank. Well, that's where I always lived. But I'm. But here's the thing. So out of out of all the planes in the country flying at that time from like Chicago to Burbank, I'm sitting next to this girl, and we didn't talk the whole time until like the last moment. I'm like, "Oh, like you flying home or whatever?" She's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, where are you from?" And she's like, "Yeah, oh, you wouldn't know it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Try me." She's like, Scratch and I'm like, "No shit." <laughs> and then in the last fifteen minutes of the flight, you know, she like she she knew. We knew all
2: the same people great. We knew We hung out at all the same places I just left her not too long ago She just had a baby too Yeah, I heard that How's she doing? She's great She's still the same She can't party as much as she used to Enjoy it None so of us much can do. I know <laughs> I can And I still do
0: <laughs> So I had like a, uh, I had like a birthday party And it's like There should be a meme of this photo I got like so drunk And like so like sad Because that's what happens When you drink like Eight bottles of Frembois. Um <laughs> It's tart, but it does the it's job. <laughs> um, and actually, I'm like, all right, come on over. And she's like, oh, this is my friend Casey. He's from Scranton, and I'm like, what are the odds?
2: Yeah, another guy from Scranton. <laughs> well, it's true and, in know, L.A. And then at that time, there was I w- had been working on the office a little bit too, and I remember I, I was liquored up real bad. So you, but you don't drink anymore. You've no Given up the the sauce. August
0: 2010. Wow, sauceless.
2: Wow, time flies, huh?
0: Yeah, because I came back here and I was like,
2: oh, I'm just sad. But that's how it, I mean, and I I never. But L A was never
0: like it was never like every night. It was only like
2: weekend warrior stuff. No, yeah, and I because I can't. Because you were too busy. Yeah, I worked all, and that was you know, that was my saving grace. I I kept thinking like, how did I how did I go to L A for like five or six years and not develop a drug problem or or this or that? And it was you know because I I stayed busy and I still to this day do. It. It's like just stay busy, stay out of trouble. Yeah, you um, it
0: it actually works.
2: It does. Yeah, it really does. But then again, like, like you're saying, you know, you you certainly do find the time to uh, <laughs> to get weird. Do you know who I used to hang out with every Saturday night? Oh, I swear to God,
0: Richard Grieco. Who's that? Remember from Twenty One Jump Street? He was on Twenty One Jump Street. It was like the two heartthrobs at the time were Johnny Depp and Richard Grieco I in the mean, '80s. Night at the Roxbury. They keep going, Grieco. I want to say that I'm familiar. He was in with Kiss it. Kiss Bang Bang. He was the guy who got his head knocked off in the horror movie spoof. You didn't
2: see it? Oh goddamn it! No, uh, no, I did see it. I, I watched it once. And what's that? Michelle Monaghan is in it. The yeah, food. remember the part where it's where it's
0: like um, they were talking about uh, like the remember like it was the robot killer. Like she was telling like the strange story about how like she got to L. A. or she was gonna leave L. A. And like the guy who played like the RoboCop type guy on TV, like broke into her house and then like fell off the balcony. No, you remember that, Richard? I, mean, I only in it for, I worked like, on it. Seconds. You know, like
2: actually, you know what? I wasn't a stand-in for Robert Jr. I was a stand-in for Val Kilmer. My roommate was Was he a, an asshole? No, but he was very bizarre. He brought his his whole family was always there, and he always told these like really random jokes that that the you, you didn't get the punchline. So you just went, oh yeah, it, it, was, it was so strange because I. People was, who live in glass houses cross streets. He was a shell of himself, put it that way. He was a... <laughs> he, he was. Know, there he was, was like,
1: turned to his former glory. No, glowy there was... And he skin. was...
2: And he did a great job in the movie. When you see him... I remember when I, when I saw him in the movie, it's like, God, he, you know... That's one of the, the funny things about film is on the day when you're shooting... You're wondering, well, that didn't come out that great, and then you see it when it's all done and put together, and they've managed to work magic. And then you come to realize, well, that's how people turn out these great performances a lot of times. Because on set, while we were filming, I'm thinking, this isn't this isn't going to fly, you know. This this that's the movie is so that turned Robert Downey Jr.'s career around. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was so good. You've I'm never gonna
4: have,
2: seen it. I'm going to have to go back and re-examine examine. I haven't seen I it. Know, I I have. It was it. the fun. I, I absolutely fell in love with. It. it was such a good movie. Did you see it? It is very good. Yeah. Nice coloring. It's a, it's a little Keep Michael Harry. Bay-ish. A little like blue and blue and yellowy a little bit. But he's going too blue and yellow. <sighs> well, that's now. I think someone said something and he heard it and he's like, "I could run with that." But the, <laughs> he's my favorite director. <laughs> you know what movie I saw recently that was actually the the most the one of the better portrayals of L.A. that I can equate. Um, Nightcrawler mm. with, that was brilliant yeah with uh, Jake I, Gyllenhaal and I'm not a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> you never
0: saw Bubble Boy
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I it. love how yes. that's the that's, that's the amazing. example of everything that he's done oh, I like oh, Bubble Boy was so good <laughs> I worked good. with him on on uh, Jarhead and, and um, Zodiac and uh wait you he, worked with fincher and mendez i well these are jesus these Christ. are why are we talking more? these are th- hey i told rich before like, i'd love to be on your podcast come on there was two times i was supposed to and, and things sort of got you know I, I yeah you were probably it. hanging out with like you know george lucas or but, something but these are <laughs> these are date well i mean i worked on them for a couple days at a time uh uh zodiac was about two weeks or so but but you you go in and you get out and there, a lot of times there's some second unit skeleton crews and things like that. So you don't think of it that way when you're there. It's just... It's a very nomadic gypsy lifestyle. Nobody gets that. But that's why it was wonderful because it was never the same thing twice. The same stuff. You would have to do the same stuff, but it was always a different environment, different we were down. We were down on... Uh, I used to live by Ventura
0: and we were down on Ventura and we're walking down. You know who Tom Morello is, right? Tom Morello, the guitar player from Rage Rich. Against the
2: Machine. Yeah. Oh no, I I mean I know Rage Against the Machine, but I'm not aware of. All right, well, like I, obviously I'm a fan of whatever. So we're walking down, and we I had
0: just gotten out of Urban Outfitters, and I'm literally standing next to Juliette Lewis picking out oh, t-shirts. God, I was thinking about her today. I love Juliette. Oh, she's crazy. <laughs> and then. Uh, so we walked out of Urban Outfitters and and Tom Morello like, just turns the corner and walks past me and my buddy. We both know who. And LA is the kind of town where he looks at me and goes, was that? And I went, yep. Mm-hmm. And we just kept walking. And you have to play it real cool. Like, oh, okay. and I don't care. No, I re- I really, it was just like one of those things. It was like, hey, there's like the, like five minutes after I proposed, we're walking, we're walking in Times Square and Adrian Brody walks by. You can't miss him though. And I looked at my, and I'm like, hey, that's Adrian Brody.
1: I'd invite him to tea as well.
0: And my girlfriend goes. And my girlfriend goes. Who? And my dad goes. Who's Adrian Brody? And my mom goes. What the fuck do you mean? Adrian Brody just walked by. And it's just like one of those things where like you're so used to like L.A. and then I come back here and people are like, "What's it like to walk past a celeb?" I'm like, "It's kind of like walking past Tom Clark." Yeah, well, yeah,
2: (laughs) it's the same. It's the same concept. And then of course, you know, when there's when you meet certain people or when you're working around certain people, you don't want them you don't want to give off the and especially when you have to spend 15 16 hours with with these people you don't want to come off as so like i
0: have enough time to fanboy
2: with you right yeah and even just to, you know just did you notice that cool. the
0: the people who have quote unquote made it are a lot nicer than the people who didn't well of course yeah like the top of the call sheet people are very very sweet yeah. in my experience and the ones down
2: under them are real well, Yeah, cuz that's a question people always ask you know well who was who was the You know Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, the biggest bitch I've ever met in my entire life. Really? Is it safe to say it? You know, I don't think she's going to hear this, but her and I got along famously because we both chain smoked together a lot. But her and I got along okay. But she was in Bad Santa, wasn't she? Yeah, she played uh,
1: Mrs. Claus's sister.
2: Okay, she she was just a rotten person to everybody. It's always like the strangest people that, yeah, like you're saying that are that are sort of have a chip on their shoulder or flex that muscle. Um, Who is the best celeb?
0: Uh, like the coolest one, where you're like, "Man, you have defied all of my
2: strangely what I thought um, you were." Um, Tatum O'Neill was a lot really, of fun. yeah, because she was a Ryan job. O'Neill's daughter. Yeah, Paper Moon. Um, really? She got, what was she
0: on? She was on
2: Rescue Me, wasn't she on Rescue? Well, Me her and what? I worked together on a like a telenovela in San Diego. Um. So we worked very intimately for hours and hours and hours and weeks and weeks and months and, but uh, she, they used to have to hide everything from her, because she was had such an addictive personality. Come she to would find just steal out, shit? well, she was she any substance like Red Bull, you know, she couldn't she she had a drug problem. So they were trying they would have to keep everything from her because she would just engulf everything. Snorting in lieu pixie of, sticks. Yeah, in lieu of <laughs> heroin, she would be like, I'm just gonna drink all this Red Bull. So you'd. Open- <laughs> You would open up desk drawers, and then you, <laughs> you'd find like crushed cans of Red Bull and stuff under prop folders and things like that. <laughs> you look over, and she'd give you that side look. But she would also do these incredibly vindictive things. You know, she hated pot stickers. So one time for lunch, they they're had, delicious. They How made can
1: you hate pot stickers.
2: I well, she didn't like the smell of them. So she came in, and all of a sudden we just hear, "I said, like like mommy, there is no." so her response to this was to completely halt filming she opened up all the bill code doors you know where trucks can back up and you know bring goods in and things like that so they're big studio doors that would open up she opened up all the studio doors to the to the warehouse and then she had the people come to clean the shitter in her trailer and all the trailers, so all of a sudden it went from smelling like wonderful pot stickers to like sewage. So we're all <laughs> sitting there for all you know, 15 hours waiting for her, and she's just sitting there with her Uggs and her legs crossed on in her honey wagon, just smiling like, "You bring me pot stickers, I make you you know essentially eat my feces for the rest of the day." <laughs> <laughs> but she was, you know, it was like she was she was schooled at how to be a pain in the ass. Do you know what I mean? So I, she was one of the more fun people to work around, with, especially since I was one of the only people on set along with my other uh, work partner that could tame her. You know, they'd be like, go talk to her. Go, you know. So it was nice to have that. Here, have a Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Snart this. What is it? Does it matter? That's Actually, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people you run into, but that she always sticks out in my head for sure. Definitely. Do you feel better being back here than you do? Yeah. Okay, because
0: I it, do too. I took just want to make sure I didn't make a mistake.
2: It was like a year, maybe of, of total depression until I found my niche here and was like, "No, this is I'm in the right place." Um, I would definitely go back for work, but but not uh not I, to live. I don't have any FOMO. What know the hell's that fear of missing out. Oh, all the kids are saying it. Is that like fleek? I don't want to hear anything about that that's like that's like gay lingo you're on fleek, fleek. yeah it's like you're on fleek it's, They're they're on what does it mean? they're on point you're on why can't you just say that it's the same consonants I get well, you know everyone. Or the had, same syllables <laughs> like you were saying before. You know the evolution of the English language. You have to add something to the dictionary. Idiocracy is definitely going to happen. Is I it, I feel like
3: there should be a modern Shakespeare who should come in and make up really good sounding words and get rid of all the really shitty words that end up in the dictionary every year. Like every time, every we year. Have that, or David so. Mamet. Yeah, David
2: Mamet. Except you know he yeah he's um. Are you trying to get back around to that? Are you trying to come full circle? Kind of. Okay. All right. We could do that. Because <laughs> we, I, well, as, as a matter of fact, we have rehearsal that yeah, we're we, missing, we right? Oh, what time's rehearsal? It's what's well, it started at six. Yeah. So oh have, good. Yeah, we have yeah. our assistant director Sarah's taking over while well, we. This is great. I'd love to come and. and <laughs> well, let's bullshit. do. do you want to do the last? Okay, so the the eighth, the ninth, yep. and the
0: fifteenth and sixteenth. All right, and there's two shows on the ninth, and there's two shows on the sixteenth. Yes. yes. Two and eight. Eight, eight on both days, but eight on Friday. Yes.
4: Right.
0: So six shows all together. Yes. Six shows. At the Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. You got it. Tickets are?
4: Fifteen bucks.
2: And there you get them at Ticketmaster or in the, can you get them at the Scranton Cultural yes, Center? Yes, so
4: you could buy them at the Fidelity Box Office at the Scranton Cultural Center by phone or on Ticketmaster.
0: And we're going to move to the last word real quick. Sound like a plan? Sure. I feel like such like, I feel like the dad where I'm just like. And then we're going to go see the Grand Canyon, and then we're going to go see the Painted Desert, and then we're going to go to the hotel, and then we're going to get some chicken parm. That's what my dad does. All right. So last word, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I haven't eaten all day, and it's just all coffee. Me neither. <laughs> and vape. <laughs> well, that, that'll, that'll
3: help fuel this discussion.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm sure you guys can have an opinion on this.
3: You, I, I think I think like every it. I think everyone in Northeast PA has had an opinion on this and probably expressed it on social I media. Think I've
1: abstained this entire time. I've abstained. I've read. I, I have. Yeah, I have. I haven't abstained. actually.
3: It, it's funny because everyone. Has asked me my opinion on this. I've gotten so many messages in the last few days, emails, things like that, and I'm like, yeah, you know, just just wait to the podcast. I guess I'll talk about it there. But you know, like I I I'm almost so sick of talking about them at this point. You know that I I don't, I don't when this came up, it was no surprise to me at all. So it it is what it is. But uh, those who listened to the uh, Go Lackawanna episode uh, that we did a, a few weeks, did you guys before, listen to that? I um, the Golakawana one. That was a really good one. Uh, we 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 talked. Everyone's about, a good one, but that one was a good one. Yeah, we t- we talked about um, the now defunct uh, newspaper Golakawana, that me and a few our, our guests uh, on that that uh, particular episode worked on and everything, and uh, we talked about Civitas Media and uh, kind of the 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 weird crazy shit that they've been up to the last couple of years, and then some of the really bad decisions that they've made. Um, this, this one I think takes the cake and I, I think it's a culmination of a lot of things. Uh, essentially, do you want me to explain it?
0: Um, yeah, Cliff's
3: notes it. All right. Well, long story short, uh, it's there- totally
0: public. There's news stories, interviews,
3: everything. Yes, every, like a lot of people have covered this already. Uh, I, from what I, I actually just, we're now Inside Edition part I, of I the got show. A, I got a message from somebody else uh, while we were doing this podcast actually that it just made Fox News.
0: Are you shitting me?
3: No, I'm not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's definitely blowing up. Well, uh, he so th- finally
0: got the success he wanted.
3: <laughs> yes. And you know what? Uh it's karma motherfucker. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh so there, there's a, a writer if you want to call him that Justin Adam Brown.
0: Wait, wait, let's not do the adjectives and everything. Let's just <laughs> let's just stick with the let's yeah. not do the commentary on the individual.
3: Oh no, we're getting to that commentary. Don't worry about that. So he 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 Next does week, a, he does a, he does a column uh sorry mom and dad uh for the weekender for the last few years. And it's mostly uh, kind of uh, it's it's mostly written from a frat boy kind of perspective uh you know stupid things that he's done retelling stories uh from from what i hear a lot of them are just made up you know a lot of them were were just you know uh glorified or whatever but uh, point being he doesn't this sto- one was this one was not uh this story told uh, essentially him and a, a friend went to a bar and there was a drunk man who was a veteran and he mistook them because I, I think one of them was wearing camo or something like that uh, uh, for one, one, the guy he was with had a camo shirt. That's on. yeah, that's what it was. And so essentially, uh, he, he said, well, you know, you guys are veterans, so let me buy you drinks. And so they took advantage of this guy and, and let you know, them, uh, buy a bunch of top sh- top shelf drinks in his own words, uh, and, and took advantage of this guy. And, and, uh, he ended up, uh, his friend ended up selling him a shirt and convincing the, him that, that it was the camo shirt. That Dad. George Bush had given it to them, to him, right. so like really took advantage of this, this, uh, this, this poor guy. Like they're
0: in the Oval Office,
3: and Bush is like, "Hey," which obviously I was at
0: the Gap. The, you know,
3: it, it, I, painting the picture that he did, I, I assume that this guy probably was down in the dumps, probably needed somebody to talk to, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, th- that just kind of makes it uh, so much worse. But I, I, I think the veteran thing was what just what where people drew the line. And they kind of brought it too far because a lot of the stuff that he says in his column is. Sexist or racist or at least borderline racist. Just you know, some, ignorant. Was, yeah, most most of it's just kind of ignorance. And it's like at this point, he's a little too old to be you know may, maybe doing some of these things or talking the way that he does. But people just kind of you know they they've more or less just kind of ignored it. At, at this point, he's done it for how many years? We're all kind of familiar with the shtick. We don't really care. And uh, which I guess is a lot of content in that paper anymore. But the uh, the thing is, I, I th- this was. The, the line that people drew, they said, this is too far. And so the, the column spread really quickly. And, uh, I've never seen so much hatred, uh, kind of expressed at, you know, what, what they did and really why, why it was printed in the first place. That was kind of another thing where people are like, we kind of expected from this guy, and we're kind of sick of him anyway. But why would you? Why would you, as an editor, read this and think this is okay for print? Like this is this is a fun like this is a funny story. This is a story that you should be retelling. I, I don't understand. Like, what is the point of the story? Because when when, when I don't I, know. are they trying to fill pages? Well, when I was there and I edited him for a little while, I, I would take out a lot of the stupid, unnecessary jokes that he made and stuff like that. Would he come at you and be like, "Hey, why'd you take that?" No, out? he never never said anything about it. But you know. At that point, he had kind of toned down a lot, and he was doing more interviews and things like that. So it it, it wasn't a, a really a big deal, you know. Most of it really wasn't controversial in any way. But uh, what when I was gone from the paper uh, in the last about year and a half, uh, they've really taken it in this this crazy direction where everything's about click, shock click value, bait. clickbait, things like that. That's really the direction that they've taken the paper, and it hasn't done them any good. It's really whatever was left of their reputation was really. Soured in that year and a half, uh, where they guys really focused on that and not on local arts and entertainment, which is really the whole point of the paper. You know,
0: did you guys did you guys read the article? I did not see it. Okay,
4: I no? skimmed it. Honestly, I saw pieces of it posted. I was just like, oh,
3: oh it God. oh it has hit Fox News. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a lot of it's lo- the local news picked it up. Uh, obviously, their competition picked it up and you know took advantage of the the situation there and you know hammered them pretty good. There was a, a local group of people who got together and started a petition to make them apologize. Now, so uh, fast forward to you know uh, last couple of days. Um, the writer uh well former writer now they've they've even though he was leaving he was a full-time uh writer there for a while after i was gone they actually promoted him to a full-time writer so he was writing the cover stories and everything else too and that's really what took them in this kind of shock value direction or whatever and obviously that didn't work for them because then they laid him off uh, along with a couple other people uh citing uh, uh declining revenues so obviously uh advertisers aren't happy readers aren't happy so but they let him keep the column for some reason so he was going to finish the column in january and then kind of move on to whatever he was doing which obviously he's not going to move on to anything now in that profession but he he got uh he got hammered on social media and everything he tried to apologize it really didn't come off as a real apology it was kind of this half-assed sort of i'm going to blame him but i'm still going to say i'm sorry because i have to kind of apology
0: i'm I'm blaming him for being drunk like you're not like shut up like like honestly like
1: Someone described it as the sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry that you're upset about this. But I don't regret doing what I did. Anytime
2: you make somebody apologize, you know you're going to get what you're going to get. And it's just.
0: Absolutely. So what happened was, is that. So. I shared it. Yeah, I didn't take it. I, I didn't saw it
1: on Christmas when you shared it. I
0: said, I said, I, I forget exactly what I said, but it didn't call anybody out. It didn't.
1: No, you're just like this is messed out up of line.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is kind of inappropriate. Is, yeah. And being that, like you know, I do I do a lot of work with vets. I have a lot of friends who are vets. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, both my grandfathers fought in the wars. My cousin, literally two days ago, Facebook called me from Kenya. He's in he's in the army. Um, I don't know if it goes so, I mean, the moment he's, the the moment, I mean, everybody knows his name. It's on Fox news right now, but the moment like, and look, like we've ragged on these guys a lot, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think it, and I've said it before and I think we ragged on them a lot because I thought we wanted them to get better. You know, it was like, it was, it was like, man, we're so, it's like yelling at a kid. It's like, man, we're so pissed off at you. We know you're capable of better things. Right. Stop doing this. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Why wouldn't you just tie your shoes?
0: Yeah, like Connor, yeah. his shoes are never
1: tied. No, no. I,
0: I I bend, I'm 35. I'm bending down to tie his <laughs> shoes. Yeah, um, but I'm not in any way equating Connor O'Brien to this situation. No. I'm just saying, like Connor, just, oh, just please tie your okay. shoes. Just or like you know, like I, my kindergarten teacher taught me, like if you tie them and then get them wet, they should never get untied again. Like you just dampen the really? knot. Yeah, yeah. So that's neat. So I post this thing and like and and. And I don't know if I was the first... I know I wasn't the first one. I read it and I, and I and I shared it just like, this is messed up. And then I shared the petition. I signed the petition. And all it basically said, the petition was is that, you know, we we want you... At the end of the day, I think petitions are really like, like what are we going to get out of it? Sure. We're not going to get anything back out of it. But like, maybe if we can shame them into publicly apologizing, like, great. None of us are going to, you know... Our, food, our, our our pies are not going to be tastier tomorrow now that they did that. Um, but what happened was, is that a couple of my veteran friends, you know, hit me up and they're like, what the fuck is this shit? And they're like, we are like, they like, you don't want to piss off guys that are trained to hurt you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, Justin wears a man bun. So I don't know how he's going to defend himself <laughs> against any of that. Um, <laughs> But you know there was a systemic breakdown there of 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 what happens now. Now here's the thing, is that Justin wrote a half-assed apology. I, I kind of feel I, I kind of at this point now like I kind of feel bad because he was because he's just ignorant. Like I don't think he's malicious. I just think he's like,
1: yo, homie,
0: like th- that's funny to me.
1: He thought it was a well, that's funny extremely story.
3: embarrassing.
4: Well,
2: there, there's it's there's, incredible.
0: Like I yeah. like I think I think the atonement. Or, or like whatever the wasn't, retribution is is already there.
2: I, I saw a video maybe it was a couple maybe a couple months ago where the kid wasn't the kid trying to get a discount at like Radio Shack or something, and he wore the fatigues into the place. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and the, he was trying to say he was a vet. And the register, the man at the register noticed that his that his uniform wasn't right or there there was something wrong, and it was so uncomfortable to watch this man. You know, try
0: to weasel his way out of the fact that he never
2: served. Yeah. And it's, I mean, in a bar setting when you're already maybe a little drunk and you're taking advantage of the situation. All right. Maybe you could chalk it up to just being an ass. No, but it's very. No. I mean, in my perspective, it's very embarrassing Um and I couldn't understand why somebody would want to do that because I have a guilty conscience. And then write about it. And, and wow. it's, it's. I mean, it's borderline illegal.
3: It, no, because it's not
1: of, borderline illegal. It well, is technically illegal because of the new statutes. Because, because, yeah, because of say. the stolen get, valor. Two thousand five, the you, stolen valor act of two thousand five was against specific military insignias. The two thousand thirteen amendment added on uh, wearing uniforms as a part of deception. Well, you get special
2: and, attention. I mean, you right. you, you get.
1: And yeah. in tw- 2015, there is now in 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 the works another amendment to make it even stricter. You cannot impersonate military personnel Unless you're a for any gain, <laughs> well, <laughs> for pl- for for monetary gain or for free. Now I'll give you knowledge. You, like, you legally cannot do now, that.
0: Now you know I can be an asshole sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was up, I was at like a Best Buy once, and you know that traffic light up in Dixon City, where like trying to get out of there is a it was a fucking nightmare. I was texting. I kind of bumped into the back of somebody. It was a woman and her daughter. And I had just gotten back from shooting that documentary in Ireland. Oh, (laughs) I didn't have my ID on me, but I had my passport for some reason. So it was like two days after I got back, I goes up buying something. Like I totally hit their car. Like it's my fault. She gets out of the car and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's yelling at me and I whip and I'm like, look, I just, I'm like, I don't have my ID. I just got back from overseas Oh and I whipped out my passport and she assumed. immediately assumed
4: but you didn't I tell served. her otherwise though No no
0: no I, I she it, she goes oh and I didn't and it wasn't until like 5 minutes into us exchanging the information where I was like whoa, wait, wait 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 I I didn't do you think that I fought and she's like well yeah you just got back from overseas and I'm like no I was in Ireland <laughs>
2: I was filming a documentary yeah.
0: No I was just I was just being So she went right back to hating you right back to hating me but <laughs> But we had created a rapport when she calmed down when she I didn't realize that she thought and that. the fact that
2: you told her you know I had i i yeah. I'm See, that guy. I'm not that guy I'm the guilty conscience I don't understand how you could walk away from that situation feeling good about yourself you know it's, it's
1: if just, you have any sort of appreciation for what veterans actually did, you wouldn't pretend you would never do that right.
0: absolutely not it
4: but just, this but a, this guy has no
0: like it, he he's it's amazing how. Unaware he is of himself.
4: This situation is just like a waterfall of bad decision making. Like it right. started with one, and then it just continued yeah. into this more is, bad. Decisions.
0: I don't know. I don't know what's what's going to be the repercussions of this. Um, I mean, look, he was done at the job, anyways. Well, he, but he, now that he hit Fox News, he's a pariah
2: forever. <laughs> yeah. no, I think
4: it's, it goes way beyond. I feel fans.
2: really, really bad about yeah, it now. It, it I does. mean, Mandy's right. I mean, he's just an ex- he's just a representative of this whole slew of people who you know
4: are disrespectful know. and it's just it, and it's it means it's it's a slap in the you face You remember Ricky it's just, Lake? It's terrible. Yes.
0: Everybody used to watch Ricky Lake cuz they hated it. Right. <laughs> Like that's why this he was getting read because it was like fuck you I'm gonna read yeah. it
3: again because fuck you it it also I I think uh, judging by a lot of the social media commentary that's kind of continues and continues about this whole thing is it, it's also the, the the full direction of all of the content not just what he's doing that people were unhappy with for a very long time now they're, being and now, vocal they're about now they're now it. they're venting it all at once you know this is oh, yeah. this is building up for a long time where it's not. not not just the focus here but this is like it, this was like the kind of the peak of it it's just like the shit continues to pile up until and now the pile finally fell over yeah now it's starting to fall over and everyone's going yeah it's it's been bad for a long time like we really can't accept this anymore you know advertisers are pulling out you have people who are just like i am I'm, I'm not only not going to read the thing but if i see it in public i'm going to throw it in the trash like i'm well, going to grab just, the whole pile what
0: was it citizens voice just did the the thing where they said not only our are, are are advertisers not advertising anymore? They actually called to make sure that it doesn't show up.
3: Yes, you have businesses like eating a vegan cafe that, that went out of their way to say like I haven't advertised in the thing, but on you know I don't want it at my doorstep. Like so I don't want my customers I, I, having I, a look I, at it. I
0: you know I kind of just want them. You know, originally when I posted it, I just kind of wanted everybody to uh, like you know like when you're a kid you do something wrong and 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 you know an authority figure slaps you you know hey stop doing that you know that's kind of like why i did you're it cuz you
1: thought leader in this market and you thought you could influence somehow
0: and then it went it it's like <laughs> and then all of a sudden people like lit torches and got pitchforks and all well, that stuff and fun. you know and it and 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 justifiably so to a degree i think i think right now he's i i just feel bad i feel like you know like it's like it's like it's like the dude who gets and 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 i feel bad and i'm not condoning or dismissing anything that anybody at that company did. Um, But now I just feel like it's the person. It's like the kid who got the shit kicked out of him on the playground. And now everybody's going by giving a kick. Sure. Sure. Um, so I kind of including
3: feel... including people that used to promote his stuff, and I'm not going to name names, but there's plenty of people who are like, "Yeah, I'm his best friend. We're we do this, and we go out, and and you know we're going to make content together, and we're going to have fun, and all this other kind of stuff." And now all of a sudden, it's like, "Ooh, get away! Don't you know? Yeah. Pretend that yeah, that never amazing. happened."
2: It's, also, it's a great sh- social experiment too. When you when you see things, like, especially like you're saying about the the schoolyard thing, if you give people the opportunity, and and like you're saying, everyone letting this stuff build up and then exploding all at once um you got to be careful you know it's very Shakespearean how, well seeing how people <laughs> re- react in, in that in that way um giving people the right to you know vent could also be dangerous
4: humans to, you know. are incredibly vindictive and bloodthirsty mm-hmm. and you know yeah against our higher reason against everything that we've been taught about kindness and compassion and understanding if oh, we are given just the opportunity give me a reason yeah
3: which is is you know why the whole reason that I bring this up is not because uh, you know, not just because everyone's talking about it or anything like that but I think the immediate assumption would be oh well you know you're in local media too so you want to take a jab at him. just like like clearly you look at like the citizens voice piece and you look at the way it's worded and everything and you're like they're just taking a jab at them because they're the competition so it's right. like oh this is an easy Jeff you know, Walker
0: I don't listen to Kara Z often but Jeff Walker lambasted it yesterday right
3: right so I mean it's it's easy for everybody to to you know jump on the pile especially if if you're in the same delicious. market and you're trying to get the same advertisers and things like that. It's like, well, now now's the time to hit them while they're down and everything like that. You're That's really- not my intention here. <laughs> here here's here's uh, my intention because obviously, uh, you know, we talked a lot about him, but editorially, I think it's strange the direction they've taken. Obviously they're, they, they, they actually, uh, they just had an apology today by the publisher, uh, who said that they're going to, they're going to look at, seriously look at the direction they're taking it in, put everybody through sensitivity training or whatever the hell you oh. want to call it, you know, all that good stuff. But, um, the th- the thing is 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 uh, Sarah Hayes, the editor, um, she closed her you know apology or excuse or whatever you want to call it uh, by saying that she wants to gain back everybody's trust, and that's that's good. I I, I understand you know, and that's going to take a long time because if you look at their social media now, all it is is just everything they post is pure hatred. Everybody's like jumping on them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's
0: like look at these cats, and everybody's like fuck your paper.
3: Yeah, so I mean. <laughs>
0: Uh, it literally is. Personally, it if like, it
3: oh, if yeah. it was me in that seat, I would have got fired. So obviously, because of we're if, stepped down because of friends or personal connections or whatever. I guess she gets to keep her job. So what, Whatever. That's not the point. The point is, I don't her, want anybody to lose their job over this. Well, her, except maybe one. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think I think if I think a few people should because there's there's a such thing as you know editorial judgment. But um, I I uh, when, when she said "gain back your trust," I'm thinking. Okay, I've kept quiet about this for a long time. I haven't said anything except to my close friends and stuff like that. Uh, Weekender has plagiarized uh, NEPA scenes work. They've they've taken our they've they they plagiarized one of our articles that this editor put her byline on. They've taken our photos, published them even on their cover. Hmm. Never gave us photo, really? f- never gave us photo credit or anything like that. Knowingly did this. They also stole our layout. If you look at theweekender.com, they did it very poorly, but they stole our layout uh, exactly. You know they, they could have st- they stole your code. They could have. They yeah, they could have redesigned the the layout however the hell they wanted. Uh, they switched to WordPress, obviously, because I've been on WordPress for how long? When I was there, I couldn't convince them to be on WordPress. Now all of a sudden, they're on WordPress, mm. and they switched to the out of the hundreds of thousands of layouts that you could pay for uh, the one that I'm using. So, I, I, if you really want to gain people's trust do your own thing and take it in your own direction right. that's all i have to and say the thing like is, it, it, from you, a creative perspective you know d- stop trying to steal somebody else's ideas and come up with your own and create your own
2: identity and also i mean stop taking the the public for fools cuz you know generally people can see right through that sort of thing you know i mean you could talk about a whole demographic of people you consider sheep or quote unquote whatever yeah whatever the the term of the (laughs) the day might be but when it when it comes down to it people instinctively look at that stuff and know you know right from the get-go that you know and even when somebody says i want to earn back your trust you know immediately it's like oh god well now you now you'll never have it you know you, you, I mean you could see
4: people know when something's wrong
2: right like they right. can
4: look at it and they can feel it and w- a few I've words
3: never done. seen like, something like this locally like, at least no, I've, I've. It's, it, it's unprecedented. You know, it really is, it, and it's, it's kind of spiraling out of control to the point where obviously no one knows what's going to happen next. Which you know is why we want to talk about it and keep, an, you know, an eye on it because it's interesting to see where it's going. Even if I had nothing to do with them, I would still be interested in it as a, as a writer, as an editor. It's just, it's an interesting story to watch. But I just feel like, uh, you know, creatively, if you really want to get readers uh, to to pay attention to you, you, you you establish your own identity and and do things that that mean something to you that come from the heart. That's really where where any P A scene is taken off, you know, because everything that we do is us looking at what everyone else is doing. And going, no, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it this way. I want to do something different.
0: You have your own way of convincing people you have a soul. Well,
3: you know, I <laughs> I I pitched them some of the same ideas that I use right now and they didn't want them a few years ago.
2: So I, I think if if you if you didn't want them then don't take it's like them now. What's that? Latimer, Lassimer, the guy from Pixar who tried to make Disney. You know, Latimer. Yeah, he tried. Oh no, 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 John Lasseter. Lasseter. Yeah, he's trying to convince Disney. You know, to switch over to this new technology. And they're like, well, that's unless it's going to be quicker or save us money, we don't want to do it. And then of course, I'm sure they're kicking themselves in the ass now. But right, I mean, it's it's the way. Well, it goes. now they own Pixar again. Do they? Yeah. Oh yeah, Disney Pixar. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's got the last. Lap Started somehow. by George Lucas. Yeah, who that's... Disney now owns Lucasfilm, and then who? I think. <laughs> well, yeah. What's um, uh, Apple. Gap Apple bought.
0: bought no, no, no. Apple bought. Pixar. Apple bought Pixar off of George Lucas, and then Apple sold it.
2: And Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah he was, was involved. Yeah, he. Steve Pixar. Jobs was the right. the first when, guy to do it. He yeah, he built this the studios oh, briefly, and stuff like that. He,
0: he, we. Yeah. This this whole this whole area and and it's you know NEPA is very there's that saying it's it it's in this town you're either related to them or you know them it's it's very close sure it's and everybody close, knows then. each other yeah and you know the the other problem is is that Civitas are they
3: from Ohio yes. Yeah they're they're not based here so they don't know anything about the area they don't seem to care about the area well
0: they came in and shit on and but but my 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 bigger my bigger concern in all this and 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 you know with your permission and scheduling and everything next week we'll probably talk a little bit more deeper about this and in in a way that's very uh informative and at the same time
1: i would hope proactive
0: hopefully proactive yes um you know my concern is is that look there's there are people down at that building and in those publications that have jobs, that have livelihoods that you know rely on 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 what they do for a living for this company to you know, pay the rent, to pay their you know, you know, sure, t- t- you know to make sure their there's kids the kids have there's, food.
3: There's former coworkers that I am rooting for. You know and, that that work that still work.
0: There. And you know that and and the thing is is like doing shit like they're doing jeopardizes everyone else's job there. Sure, absolutely. And that's and that's the scary thing for me where they're like, yeah, we'll throw it out. Nobody, what a couple pissed off people. This town will burn your fucking house down yeah. <laughs> if they want to, <laughs> right? You know, we yeah. will kick you out of town, and we will. F- and you know what? The people in this town, Until their dying breath, they will keep trying to do it if they feel like they've yeah, and been wrong.
3: I I don't know if they can come back for this because I don't know if people can forget. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, no. I, I don't
0: I don't I don't know, I don't know. That's but also, saying, but also, I think it'll be
3: interesting to watch. You
0: know, also, it's only it's the holidays. You know, something new didn't happen yet yeah exactly yeah somebody else step up there's an opening
2: there are there is an opening it's
4: just interesting that we're even talking about it i think that's that's the biggest thing it's so easy to see something like that rail against it and freak the fuck out and just post whatever nice
0: you finally said a curse i feel really good for you (laughs) pat (laughs) on the back pat on the back
4: thanks mark thanks Mark. Um, but no seriously it's like we we have we feel great about getting up on our soapbox and just espousing whatever we think and feel, sure. but having a meaningful dialogue about it, I think is like that's one of the biggest things that can come out of this, is that we could talk about it so that we don't screw up in the future. Right, right. sure.
0: Well, that's why they have history.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. why they taught history class. Uh Don't invade Russia during the winter. We
2: did it. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know, so, they did it again. so cold. Um, well, just, you know, that's, that's like you know, the human nature. It's like, well, I mean, I'll just try it one more time. But
0: <laughs> You know. these these guys are in for and, and and if i'm not mistaken up until we right before we started this podcast the article was still there uh
3: the the article has been removed although you can still find the article uh, online and obviously in in, the, in the, the the print version but uh they replaced it with their apology um
0: up oh, wow. until yesterday it was still up it was still up and yeah. and up until yesterday they were still apologizing and if you really meant what you wrote you would have taken that thing down and put up a frowny cat and had your apology there but you didn't do it from what i heard it's they wouldn't take it down offline because man were they getting a lot of traffic
2: right sure yeah and public apologies are worthless anymore i mean we're we're, our generation i mean i I really do i feel that way you know it's it's very easy to say something and then you could tell sometimes when they are warranted when it's a slip up and and someone's like i didn't mean it that way nobody's
0: perfect man yeah
2: you know but um all, uh, these days with this Twitter, guy, this guy's a serial Instagram. asshole, right? Like you guys have said. <laughs> but you know, there's always something a little disingenuine about. I mean, it's you know, you could it, it, yeah,
0: but anything that goes wrong, oh, you need to publicly apologize, right? Well, that's but,
2: their go-to to try to fix it. It Doesn't always fix it. You can apologize, but that doesn't mean that you you, you can't take back what you've done in some in some cases. No, this is this, this right one. now.
0: This is this is uh, crunch time for PR.
1: <laughs>
0: this, <laughs> this is clean it up. what they're doing. Clean it. You know. Up. I wish him luck. Yeah. But you know what? I, I heard about this great website that's a nice alternative to that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> or the and weekly, has has been. Uh <laughs> it's called nepascene.com. It's run by this guy uh, who's a total uh nerd with <laughs> with um, a heart of gold. The heart at the end of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh he begins with that heart. Um so if you want you should hit him up cuz that won't hurt thanks thanks for the the show and part, every man. yeah and every time and every time <laughs> every time you try to help out any pa scene it it really hurts
3: well, you, you know, as, as
0: <laughs> certain certain institutions,
3: as as uh, mad as I am sometimes about some of the things that publications like that do, uh, I do have advice, and the advice is to the my the the success that I've seen so far with what we've done. Is because you do it from the heart. So if you actually believe in something and you care about the community, then you can easily put out something
2: that, that is meaningful that people will attach themselves to. And I've to. heard you say it once or twice, maybe on other podcasts, be the change you want to see, which sure. is, you know, which is important. Do we get that from
3: Connor? I think, I think that's, after I t- tied t- his shoes, I he told I, I me that. Gandhi, but, I think Gandhi, but pillow. You know, sure. Be the change <laughs> you want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah him change t- you be. Connor, too, yeah. sure.
0: Um, I will, I will um, end this whole thing. Uh, in a nice in a nice little bow with Star Wars, if you'll allow me. Um, here's an example of uh, when I went to films, and I lived in Orlando, and then when I moved to LA, everyone's like, Disney's the evil corporation. Like yeah, you they do are. not want to deal with them at all. Uh, Star Wars is the example of we're gonna give a guy a, an amount of money to go make a film that we're not gonna interfere with. That he has said himself. So his love and his passion for this, he threw into it. And it's already made a billion dollars. So your heart and your soul can actually be profitable.
2: Right. right. Long it doesn't matter how long it, it takes yep. you to
0: get to that point. Absolutely. Disney, you know, even if they're just learning it now. I'm happy Disney is learning, you know, to let artists do yeah.
2: their thing. And, you know, you could find a way for everybody their, to be their happy. Their good name is already good and they don't need to protect it any longer. They, no. You know, they have a good name. But and in the next, you know, ten years, we're all going to be owned by Disney. So, yeah, I think I and am to the somewhere. potential
1: advertisers, there are media kits available. Just email. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they email Lauren uh, to get uh, a media kit?
3: Uh, uh, uh. at
1: gmail.com.
0: Could you do like media kits? Neepasine at
3: gmail.com or something? I I could create that, I guess. Or sure.
0: advertising opportunities. <laughs>
4: That's a lot of letters. That's Mark. a lot of letters. That's, That's a yeah.
0: But the to moment you type it in once, your your
2: whatever your That's email right. you thing remembers letters it. and it'll yeah. pop up.
4: Ads on Nipissine. <laughs> nice.
2: There you go. Nice, nice, nice. Mandy gave you that for free. <laughs> Not,
4: and clouds. I'll give you a <laughs> hug. hug.
1: <laughs> and you're
0: gonna get a fucking hug. <laughs> she gives Same. the best hugs. <laughs> uh, next week has the possibility to be pretty salacious.
3: We'll we'll see. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll see if it happens or if it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll see if it happens. And but so uh, so, thanks. so. Thanks for listening. Thank you to uh, Thank to Mandy you. and Thank to you. Casey Thank for coming Remember on. the eighth and the ninth,
4: the fifteenth and the sixteenth, fifteenth and the
3: sixteenth, and, and have a happy
0: new year. Thanks, guys.
4: Thank yeah. you.